This week's Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by GameFly, and Video Game Apocalypse listeners can go to GameFlyOffer.com slash LazerTime and get started with a free 30-day trial. And welcome to episode 255 of Vigi Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas. Who else is here in the Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio with me? Uh, paid DLC, Chris Antista. And uh, someone whose life is even stranger, Matthew Allen. Mm-hmm. Fun week this week. Really? Are you mm, sure? Sort of. We didn't get to stream, so I didn't get to I didn't get to play anything. You know, I can pass along kind words from our buddy Mike Grimm. I did go and see the like twentieth anniversary thirty five millimeter print of the movie Face Off, <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I've laughed that much in like a, a, a comedy before. Face Off is fucking hysterical. It is Nick Cage and John Travolta doing slightly mean impressions of each other. Uh, its premise is believable. Every moment is ridiculous, and it's way too long. And it made me miss John Woo, something awful, who has a weird influence on all games. But only has one game to truly call his own. Remember what it was? Uh, Stranglehold. Stranglehold. Yeah. But like, just he even he stopped using the slow motion in the doves. Yes. Not this movie. I remember Stranglehold. The whole thing was you can slide on rails. Yes. But it was an obscenely long distance, and so you would like start at one end of the level and slide <laughs> yeah. the entire time uh, with doves <laughs> flying around you. The entire yeah, it, time. it's actually a really good the the floor is lava simulator. The way he can like just slide over anything. Like man, that was. It was like a fucking. It was an anvil. He just he just rock slid over that. That's that's incredible. <laughs> it's it's that's weird. Actually, a good jumping off point Ooh. for. Because you know what's coming out this week? What's that for Steam? Which I it shocks me that this is coming out for Steam in oh. 2018 this week. You told me last week, and I forgot already. Drake of the Ninety Nine Dragons. Did oh, th- I saw that on the on the list, and I mm-hmm. I thought it must have been a mistake. I I, I was looking at uh, Gamespot's new releases, and I yeah. said, "Oh, this must be a database error." That's because... what I said too. And then I look it up on Steam, and sure enough, like releasing March sixth, 2018. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a crazy time for PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw that the, those Turok remasters made it to consoles finally. Yes. But I remember sort of thinking the same thing. Like, is anybody out there really hankering for Turok and having a problem playing it? Like, if you have a mm-hmm. PC? Yep. Holy shit, why does this exist? Well, the Drake and the 99 Dragons, if, you, if you've never heard of it... Like, I, I haven't played it, so mm-hmm. I can't make any judgments about the game. I just know it was like an original OG Xbox game that came out in the early 2000s and has since been on, like, every 2000s-era uh, worst games ever list. It, it's, it, if you want to see two, the year 2000, like, encapsulated in a cover, mm. this fucking cover right yeah. here. It's about a guy who uh, comes back from the dead for revenge, and uh, he's... He looks Whoa. like if the crow was done by the people who did Batman the Animated Series. He's got two guns, like a John Woo character. It sounds uh, edgy. Yeah, got a big uh, long coat that flaps around. 
Wow, it's got it everything. Really does have terrible review scores. <laughs> oh, it's it's yeah, it's in the ones pretty much every site. Holy shit! But no, I, it makes me. This art really is. You're not exaggerating. That looks like Batman the Animated Series art. Like yeah. it could very well be with a Rob Liefeld like no, no feet policy. If you told me this was a, a Batman animated series, uh, Rogues Gallery villain, like I believe you. <laughs> what well, kind of looks like Jared Leto's Joker? Now that I look at oh it with God. the tattoos, and then look behind him, there's this, this menacing figure that could easily be Batman. Mm-hmm. It's it's like just two eyes and a, and a, like a hulking figure behind him. I'm like, oh, there's there's your Batman cover. Yep, absolutely. Um, wow. It uses it reuses stock sounds, most notably found in AOL Instant Messenger. Seriously, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just imagine I mean, that now I'm in pistol. Is now I'm nostalgic for it. I haven't heard yeah. that old door open in quite some time. <laughs> I'm curious. I, I gotta. I gotta be honest. I'm real curious. Me too. But that's what a weird time it is for Steam. It, it's mm-hmm. it's getting a bunch of great shit. It's pretty good with parody with consoles, and it's also getting it's more receptive to with because it lacks certification and all that other shit you got to go through with consoles. Mm-hmm. It can be a dumping ground it's, for it's the yeah. Wild West. Steam yeah. Steam is the Wild West, and I think part of this is it's the law of averages. There are so many games released on Steam on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Something like this is bound to come out because it's. It's something like it's a few hundred a day or something. It's yeah. I, I, it's I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but I think that's accurate. There's a couple hundred things added to the Steam store every day mm. uh, because there are lots of talks. You know, GDC is coming up, and there's plenty of talks of how do yeah. you make your indie game stand out on the Steam store because it's really tough. Uh, the right cards? I forget. I haven't been able to play games on PC <laughs> in a long time. Well, it's it's an interesting couple weeks for uh, throwback shooters too because uh, Ion Maiden came out last week Excuse me. uh it's by 3d realms it's running on the duke nukem 3d engine oh what? finally so <laughs> yes in 2018 a game is being made with that engine with those graphics uh at this point we're i don't just know enabling just... 3d realms mm-hmm. like you know i just like... went and watched face off in the theater this all checks out uh, again is, like I've, I've seen a lot of interest i haven't seen anybody talk about how the game is exactly it, mm. it seems to be getting a positive reception mm. but uh also seems to star a female version of duke nukem who just quips constantly and i think that that's kind of a nice improvement from duke and uh lo wang the guy from shadow warrior i'm here to after. ride dick and come quick <laughs> <laughs> lo wang is that what happens when you offer him duke money in the game you see his lo wang uh-huh, at that point? Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it's only in multiplayer though. <laughs> okay after run up to yeah are, they, uh, <laughs> are these going in descending order of like importance and well, playability? Here's what's weird. So we're in flashback mode. Another game that's coming out this week, and it was a Kickstarter. It's Fear Effect Sedna. That's out this week. That's out this week. <laughs> I, I have been so out of it. I'm sorry, everybody. Did you kickstart that? <laughs> Uh, I I might have. Actually. You usually do. That's but why for, I asked. Yeah. For those who well, don't remember, I've only kickstarted a few things. Fear Effect was the series that was an IDOS title. It was mm-hmm. kind of one yeah. of the first cell shaded games. This yeah. one is a little bit different gameplay style. I think it's tactical, whereas the other ones were mm. action. But the whole marketing campaign was based around: Are they or are they not lesbians? That was it. Like that was the that most memorable thing that, about that the game. That was for the sequel. Mm-hmm. There, there, mm, there wasn't right. that There's lesbian relationship in the original one, which it was. And I, uh, I think a lot of people dismissed the original games because of that uh, sexy marketing. Mm-hmm. But then you actually played them, and it's like the first game is like this weird descent into the Chinese underworld uh, where like it plays like Resident Evil and then like toward the end of the game you're actually like collecting paper guns and bullets and burning them in these uh, fires that Mm -hmm. are in the underworld to make them real Mm -hmm. because like that's the idea of like the 
the paper money it, when they when they Lucky burn money. the paper money it's it's kind of like it's a sacrifice to to our ancestors and, and illegal in America and, and then it becomes real money in the in the underworld the, the afterlife mm. so, in, in the Chinese cocoa I, I know yeah <laughs> I know pathetically little about this I'm sorry yeah because everyone else had that kind of information here <laughs> Jesus I just I just know I'm getting it wrong enough to upset someone uh, ah, the yes. love recording a podcast yes. in 2018 yes absolutely I saw a few uh, so. On this retro vibe, there's a new Scribblenauts game. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a Scribblenauts Showdown, which is the party game. It's a four-player party Hi. version of Scribblenauts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Party. Party. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I'm sure in Scribblenauts you could probably type in Barney and he would show up. Wow, uh-huh. that'd be really cool. He'd probably be a stupid purple dinosaur, though. Fucking Rubbles lost his, oh, lost man, his edge. you're probably right. <laughs> lost his edge. Yeah, so that's the party version of Scribblenauts. I don't know who is asking for that, but... That's curious. Yeah, I mean, that, that game's always been more fascinating to watch and think about than for me to play. I, I've never loved the games, but I, I do love their... I want them to exist. It's a really cool tech demo. It's a really cool thing of, did they take the time to draw this? Thing? Yeah. Yeah, but then how would that work with multiple players? Like, that's kind of neat, though. Like a multiplayer component that's based on whatever you can imagine. I'm for some reason I'm going to something like Pictionary. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just imagining some something like that probably mm-hmm. playing out. Mm. Yeah, we'll for see. me, for me, it's always just like if if it's competitive, if it's combative, uh, mm-hmm. Cthulhu with guns. <laughs> <laughs> Spawn Cthulhu, give him a gun. And uh, the original Scribblenauts did lay claim to my favorite recreation of 9/11. Like somebody did that very cutely oh, in like yeah. 12 seconds. Jesus. It was amazing. It's a little cute plane rocking on. <laughs> And if you're a fan of Life is Strange, Before the Storm, I guess Farewell, the I think the final episode is it's, out this week? It's a bonus episode. You only oh, okay. get it. So I, I know this because I have the deluxe edition. You only get it if you bought the deluxe edition. Or the release of this is also coinciding with the release of the physical boxed edition of Life is Strange. So hmm. you, you get it if you buy the box version or if you bought the deluxe version. Um, you cannot buy it on its own. That's sort of weird, but there is an upgrade they offer. I checked on the PlayStation Store. It's like 10 bucks. You can upgrade any version of, of the game to the Deluxe for $10. So there's ways to get it. If you, if, you didn't, if you didn't buy the Deluxe Edition and you just bought the regular version, you can play this. What's cool about it, this is... So if you don't know, Life is Strange Before the Storm, which was what my name reference was about, Life is Stranger, mm-hmm. um, is about Chloe. And it's a prequel to Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. In this episode, this is they're taking you back and showing Max. So it's Max coming back to the Max, who's obviously the the lead protagonist from the original Life is Strange. Um, it's it's focusing on Chloe and Max's relationship. So it's a good kind of like parting shot. Hopefully not to the series because I really love these games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a good way of tying everything back together. And because it is leading up to the events of the original Life is Strange. Nice. So yeah, having not finished it, I'm just curious as to. What- I feel like I'm going to be bummed out by playing it because there's clearly a reason they didn't do a sequel and did a prequel instead. I don't, no, no spoilers. Don't want to know anything, but I'm just inferring a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, Rainbow Six Siege is uh, it's dropping Operation Chimera this week, mm-hmm. which includes uh, two new operators and a whole new mode that will be available for a month. Uh, where you go in with uh, a team of three operators into Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Mm. You're shooting down hordes of infected... I don't want to say zombies. They're sort of mm-hmm. zombies. They're 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 inf- and, uh, humans infected by an alien parasite. Mm. They're they're trying to out survive Metal Gear Survive a mm. week later, huh? So, you know, it's different. You, there's more guns in this. How's that okay. game doing? 
Is anybody still playing Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Survive? Survive? I keep seeing people talking about it All every right. so often. So. All right. I'm mad curious. Yeah, I mean, I I like what I've played so far. I want to yeah. I want to spend more time with but it. Metal Gear Siege. Uh, Survive. Siege is making me, I yeah. want to get into Siege. You just would love Siege. Yeah. yeah. And I have a copy Especially of it. Especially now, you the, you the big Left for Dead fan would enjoy Outbreak. I think. Yeah. I guess this is an appropriate moment for the full disclosure. Yes, <laughs> I do work for Ubisoft. Ubisoft. And I yeah. used to work for Ubisoft, and I actually worked on Rainbow Six Siege on the marketing. Yeah, oh. but what, what other multiplayer games from 2015 are we still talking about? And Overwatch was 16. I mean, let's say Ubisoft okay. multiplayer games. Like, But it's, it's, it's got an, a new retail version, too, like a season two? It's just been two. It's yeah, been, I think a, the year three uh, yeah. season pass. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't have it in game deals, so I'll say it here. I think Target will give you like something Rainbow Six related if you buy it there. Yeah, there's um, there's some other news with the with the new season. Ubisoft announced that they're cracking down on a lot of uh, toxicity in the community. I, saw, where I wanted more no information tolerance. on that. It's a, just like a no tolerance policy for racism and other stuff yeah. that we don't like dealing with. And one of the reasons I tend not to play a lot of games online is I don't want to deal with that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're they're putting stuff in place to make it a, a more welcoming community, which is it's always good to but see like people trying that. Permabans for toxic language. Yes. And I was trying to find whether that was is that commonplace I, I mean like I oh it's but it's only on PC because the rules of conduct are up to Sony and Microsoft and their respective live platforms. But yeah, an insta ban insta permaban for Dang. racial slurs, misogynistic talk. Goddamn. Also, uh, there's there's news on that front in that uh, I'm looking at the story on news.ubisoft.com, where ah. again, I work. Oh, you can't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it fake says, news. Going forward, players who own or purchase the standard advanced gold or complete editions of Rainbow Six Siege will no longer have to pay renown to unlock attachments for weapons mm-hmm. or to get any of the original 20 operators. Hmm. So those, those operators... Uh, you know, formerly you you had to you had to really work to earn them, and now mm-hmm. it's like okay, we'll we'll give them to you. Also, the uh, the, the starter edition, which is the uh, less expensive version mm-hmm. for PC, that uh, just gives you kind of like here's a handful of starting stuff. You have to work harder to earn it, but it's cheaper out the gate. Mm-hmm. Will raise the number of operators unlocked from four to six. Mm. So. So speaking of games with a lot of weird additions, uh, this week also marks the release of Final Fantasy fifteen. The Windows edition for mm-hmm. PC. Huh. I thought that came out already. Uh, that was a PC version this, out already. This week is what I saw. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. It's been known to happen before. Mm-hmm. But it's also coinciding uh, with the release of the Royal Edition, which is basically... They, so th- I guess the two editions have the same stuff. And it's all the DLC, including the season pass. So that's Episode Ignis, Episode Gladio, all, all of that stuff. I guess you're right. Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition release date, March 16th. I mean, Steam. I always wait for the Windows Edition for so, pretty much every game. Yeah. Doesn't that just make it sound like a 1995 title? Which makes sense because that game was in development since 1995. It, it sounds like <laughs> uh, it sounds like a Japanese company bending over backwards to appease its American vendors. And well, like, what the fuck is that? What it sounds more like to me is this is a game where they spent so long developing it and there was probably so much stuff laying around for it. They were like, we have to put this out. So listen to all the stuff that's in this one. You get all the DLC season pass. Mm-hmm. There's a new dungeon. There's a new first person mode, wow. which has got to be a first oh, wow. for Final Fantasy. Yeah, what the fuck? There's new gear and new bosses. Yeah. Like, this is the weirdest Final Fantasy release ever. And they're, that's saying a lot. But it's also weirdly cool. Like hmm. it's it's a, I played the game when it first came out, and I feel like if I went back and got this edition, I would be playing a totally different game, and that's sort of exciting. <laughs> I don't have another hundred hours to devote, but um, this is really cool. First person, that can be such a hindrance, wouldn't it? 
Like know. being able to pull yourself, so. like see around around yourself at all, at all times and pull mm-hmm. yourself out of battle if you're getting fucked. Well, you gotta adjust your FOV, bro. <sighs> but you've so unable to see behind you, I, let alone that rock you can <laughs> hang on and escape. I wonder if that came about from the canceled VR thing that mm. they were they were mm. working on. I mean, there is still the VR fishing game on uh, PS4. <laughs> like goodness. I said, the weirdest Thank Final goodness. Fantasy release ever. Yeah, yeah. Monster of the Deep was it? I uh, yeah, I haven't played it yet. Uh, but did you did you guys see? I, I think one of the reasons I thought it had come out already be- was because weeks ago somebody posted that thing of it running uh, at like the lowest polygon oh, yeah. count yes. possible. Oh, yes. And so like you have these sub PlayStation One polygons yeah. with like photorealistic textures, and it looked. Terrifying. Yeah, it looked. Like, it did look like high res fear effect. Mm. It was <laughs> the creepiest thing that's, that's I'd seen. To fear effect. So it was super it, low poly, and then you would just see a shock of hair sticking yeah. straight yeah, out yeah, from yeah, the model. Yeah. It was disturbing, but mm-hmm. really hilarious. Go, I would definitely mm-hmm. recommend looking it up. Misshapen faces on uh, potato shaped polygons. Um, probably the biggest release this week that I've seen that a lot of my friends are getting into is Warhammer Vermintide Two. Oh, really? Mm. I don't Speaking know. Speaking of Left 4 Dead style games. Yes, exactly. So this is sort of the Warhammer version of Left 4 Dead. It's a multiplayer only game. Mm-hmm. It takes place in rounds where you're fighting off waves of, I guess, these rat-like creatures. Oh, I already like it. And, Skaven. And it rolls for loot at the end. That, of course, Michael knew the name of the creatures. At the end of each of each wave or each round, you roll for loot. And that's it. That's the loop of the game. And all my friends were playing. They were playing in the betas. Uh, they were hooked. They were addicted. They were like, no, this is really fun. You got to try this out. So I missed the first one. I hadn't played it. I actually kind of missed. I played Left 4 Dead, but not didn't get into the whole like getting a regular group and doing all that stuff. So this could be your chance. If you miss Left 4 Dead, this, this might be a good alternative. Mm. Yeah. Segwaying from that into our top five this week, I guess you, you thought that this was time to the Detroit Become Human news. I was, yeah, because... Be- because of some titles that are yes. probably on this list. Yeah, but uh, I dug up something from my idea list that's been there for a couple of years, which is uh, games where there are multiple main characters, mm-hmm. and but these heroes are working against each other. So you're basically working against yourself, either trying to undo the accomplishments that you've made, or uh, hmm. you're trying to trick yourself, mislead yourself... And that strikes me as a really interesting mechanic that doesn't so, get explored so very often. Can I clarify what this is not? So this mm-hmm. isn't me when I was a little kid playing Pong against myself, where right. I'd have the both yes. paddles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like, oh, well, you can play as uh, Ryu or M. Bison in Street Fighter, so <laughs> right. technically you're working against yourself. No, it is built into the baked into the story, I should say. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the same game, because I know yes. there's a lot of sequels. Mm-hmm. So if you think of like Mario and Donkey Kong, technically mm-hmm. in one you play yeah. the protagonist who then becomes a protagonist in the next. I so mean, it's not like that. Yeah, and it's not like Prototype 2 where the first game's protagonist is now the villain because we already did that right. topic or, years no. ago. Or Metal Gear where you're whatever version of Snake you are in each game you're fighting. So this yes, is yes. within the same game, and you may or may not know that you're working against yourself yeah. with, with the same goal. I'm making and, a thing with my hands yeah. that nobody can see. Michael and sometimes you do, and that's part of the fun. Mm. But we'll get into that right after this. Thank you, fine folks, for listening. Hope you're not too bored. You know what the perfect solution is for being bored and always has been? Goddamn video games. <laughs> that's why this episode is brought to you by Gamefly. And just so you know, you listeners can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime and get started with a free 30-day trial of the service. What is Gamefly? It's like Netflix, but for games, you should know that by now. 
You create a queue. They ship out two to three games to you. It's up to you. You play them for as long as you want, ship them back, and they'll just keep on shipping stuff from your queue. This is a great way to save money on not only playing a bunch of new releases, a bunch of old releases, because not only does Gamefly have over 8,000 titles ranging from PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, PS Vita, they go all the way back to the original Wii, the original Xbox, PS2 in certain cases. I know, right? And to sweeten the service even more, Gamefly allows you to buy a game back. Have you kept it out for a long time? Do you want to just keep it? Are you that settled into the multiplayer? You can buy that game back from Gamefly at an extremely reduced cost and they'll send you the box and manual as if you purchased it anywhere else. Once again, you don't have to take my word for it. You can get started with a 30-day free trial for yourself by going to GameFlyOffer.com slash LazerTime. And we're back with what, Chris? Uh, The top five? Yeah. Uh, Games where you do things twice. Is that what that was? Sure. Yeah, (laughs) games where you have two heroes that are working against each other. I have some things I want to see on this list. Let's see if it happens. Uh, Games with antagonistic protagonists. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Might Mm. steal that. Anyway, let's start in with... Number five. Let's not fuck around here, boys. (laughs) Let's smoke this bastard. (laughs) That's not the mission, Woods. We take him alive. I promise that wasn't just me doing a voice in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just us passing a head shop down the street in San Francisco. Uh, Book them, coaches. Let's smoke this bastard. Anybody remember <laughs> this game? What is, is it? This Cod Blops. Yes. The Deuce. Cod Blops 2. Mm. Call of Duty Black Ops 2, mm-hmm. where you play as, what's his name? Something Mason. I, not Alex Mason, his son. James Mason? Yes, James, <laughs> Mason. James, James Mason. Mason. James Mason. James Mason. Futuristic commander. Um, put the... Put a DLC on disc and be done with it. <laughs> I can use the sniper rifle, or I can grab rappel down and fight them. I can't believe, can't believe Activision thinks this is an annual release. I thought they not. wanted a Call of Duty set in the future. What's wrong with Infinite Warfare? My word. It goes on forever. Yours uh, is the best. Chris wins. I, Chris no, wins. Look, see 20,000 leagues 8,000 times. That, that'll do it. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, you, you play as David Mason, son of Alex Mason, the, the first... Uh, Black Ops's hero. You also play as Alex Mason sometimes. And you play as Raul Menendez, the main villain who was developed by David S. Goyer, a screenwriter hero for... Hero of the DC Universe. Yeah, screenwriter for Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, among other Director things. Director of Blade 3. Mm, really? <laughs> yes. And Seriously? brother of Lyle and Eric. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. Menendez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no? No? No. Okay. I think this this one's like a uh, South American... Too soon? Drug kingpin yeah. something. Too soon for an 80s Very murder, sensitive murder to joke? Menendez Sorry, Brothers jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta switch up to Bobbitt stuff. <laughs> I barely remember that case, and I grew up around that. You have to. Someone just won an Oscar for playing someone... In that era, mm. I Tanya, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yo, yeah, in the, yeah. I would have wouldn't have known if not for SNL. It's Alice and Janney, wasn't Alice it? Alice and Janney. Yeah. My weirdest crush in the universe. We were we were talking about that yeah. the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Um, but anyway, for uh, there's there's a level early, fairly early on in Cod Blops Two where uh, you play as uh, Alex Mason in a, in a like 70s, 80s flashback where you team up with Manuel Noriega, of all people, to attack this villa in Nicaragua and apprehend this guy. And you do, but then Noriega frees him, and then you're playing as Raul Menendez, the villain. Josefina! <laughs> 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 you're running around in like a rage, the screen is 
red, you're just gunning everyone down like, kill everyone, stay away from my sister. <laughs> Translation, <laughs> I am here, Josefina. I am here, is yes, what he was yes. saying. Do you guys ever think it's weird that we have a Noriega Street in San Francisco? I don't think it's named after that guy. I think it might be. Is it not an actual place? What, Noriega? Yeah. I don't. I, I've only heard it as a name. All right, uh, and the white guys will now retire from the <laughs> um, um, But the uh, you do take over as Menendez several mm-hmm. times over the course of the story, and you can decide at this point uh, if you want to fuck things up for the main character. Like there are actual decisions attached to this. The biggest uh, mild spoiler alert: if you're concerned about spoiling the plot of uh, Cod Blops Two, mm-hmm. and you haven't played it already. Uh, you uh, as as Menendez with the help of a traitor mm-hmm. take over this aircraft carrier and uh, you can decide what to do with its commanding officer there are a couple of options Briggs is a good man Menendez don't kill him shoot him in the leg he's alive thank you bro if we truly succeed today Admiral Briggs will come to understand why I did not kill him. Or... Briggs is a good man, Menendez. Don't kill him. Shoot him in the leg. You said no unnecessary killing. I decide what is necessary. So if you do that, um, if, if, you, if you spare him, he's able to activate the, the aircraft carrier's defenses, and that is available as a resource. It, it is not destroyed. If you kill him, uh, he doesn't reactivate them. It is destroyed. So, and and yeah, there's like a bunch of branching paths in here that yeah. lead to multiple endings. It's kind of an impressive but they're all for a Call of Duty game that hasn't been repeated since. They're all DLC. All the good endings you have to... Oh no! <laughs> you joke, but Black Ops 3 DLC <laughs> came out this week. Uh. So this is, speaking of endings of the game... Mm-hmm. There is some some weird cameos at the in the endings of of this game. Do you know what they are? Um, it's not the the band that shows up in the secret Easter egg. There is a band that shows up in one of the endings, which is Avenged Sevenfold. Right? Yeah, they do all my favorite wrestling (laughs) themes. (laughs) But well, speaking of themes, they had done a theme for the game, and that was probably somewhere in a contract. Like, dude, put us in the game. Yeah. Uh, But that's like like have Menendez play bass for us or whatever. (laughs) Menendez. What the fuck are you doing? Practicing so hard. Oh. Hey, God damn it! Our fans are expecting a killer show tonight, so do not fuck this up. They're playing with Menendez at the end, and but they're uncredited. The other one is he just did something pretty big that that just happened over the weekend. Guillermo del Toro, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Really? Oh, so he was in the he was in the commercials for the, in, the game. In the end of the game, there is well, in one of the endings, he's on the TV, and it's it's a you know a, a video game version of Jimmy Kimmel, and it's his real voice, and he's talking about Menendez and stuff in in the game. It, Does it's he cry? Kind of a trip. I don't know that he <laughs> cried. You know, we invited Raul Menendez to be here on the show tonight, but uh, he had other plans. Does he have white hair? Because this is set in the near future. Uh, no, no, he has. He looks just like Jimmy Kimmel. Huh? It's, it's Skinny Kimmel too. Skinny Kimmel. Skimmel. Huh. I love Skimmel. <laughs> uh, look up, and he's back to hosting the Man Show. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to number four. Are you there, Billy Candle? Are you there, you son of the devil? I'm coming for you, 
that I bring hell onto thee. This is what I wanted on. That you is... might be the only one on here who's actually played through this. Well, I, I just remember because it was like one of the first games I played on 360, and mm-hmm. I thought I was playing it wrong. You want to say what it is? Uh, Call of Juarez. Yes. yes. And Call I don't of... think he's he the is not the only one, one on here who's played through it. I played through those games. Oh, okay. I love those games. I, I have only played through it since like uh, Bound in Blood. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, that line he just said, he completely ripped off from Tombstone. Oh. Which uh, the line in Tombstone was, you tell him I'm coming, and, and hell's, hell's coming, coming with, with me, me, you hear? Yeah. At yes. some point, games have to stop doing that. I want to say that right, I <laughs> yeah, say that right now. They think because it's a different medium, you can just steal lines verbatim right. and right. throw them in your game. I think we're beyond that at this point. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, though, the protagonist and antagonist. Yeah. That- so the, there are two protagonists in this game, and you will alternate playing as them. Uh, Billy Candle, mm-hmm. who's he, he's this young kid who faces a lot of racial prejudice, and uh, then he comes home and finds his mother and stepfather murdered. murdered. He gets blamed for the murder, mm. and so his stepfather's brother, Reverend Ray, shows up and thinks Billy's the murderer, and uh, he's going to get vengeance for his brother, so he picks up his gun again and chases after him. So this game is a chase. Like, most of it is a chase from two different viewpoints. You're yes. playing as Billy, and you're running from Ray, and then you're playing as Ray chasing Billy. And at one point, playing as Ray you actually get to gun down Billy. Time to meet your maker, boy. Spoilers, he's not really dead. But he is terrified for much of the game. That was Ray. Reverend Ray. Right there on that cliff. Looking at me like death himself. He's crazy. That asshole won't rest till I'm dead and buried. I gotta find a horse or he'll catch up with me. Oh, golly. Mm Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I, I remember I wasn't paying that much attention to the story. I think I was watching something, mm-hmm. and at some parts, I just did this. Why am I doing this again? Yeah. But it's it's inter- It doesn't always do that. I do remember. I remember feeling uh, when you were playing as Billy. Yeah, you're running most of the time, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things the game got knocked for. Is it has some really awkward platforming sections because mm-hmm. it's a first person, uh, yeah. and 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 Billy, Billy is the more agile kind of stealth character, and so he can climb and platform because he's always running away and trying to escape whereas Ray is the heavy that has like big guns and shooting things yeah. down and I remember just you know as Billy it kind of gets annoying because you're just always running and he always sounds scared I do remember the scene though where you are Ray and it is so weird to see yourself or your character mm-hmm. in a game like I was just at playing as him and then shooting yourself is even yeah. weirder yeah yeah it's bizarre and then see yourself fall into the river and uh, and Billy like this was this was really I think ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like it's it's sort of weird like if you're used to just straightforward first person shooters, first person adventures that like not only is it paced like a first person shooter, but like you I think you have an inventory, you can manipulate items in the world, like yeah. you can pick stuff up and carry it around. Uh, and uh, yeah, as like you were saying, as Billy, you're you're the lighter character. There's a lot of stealth. You have a yeah. bow and arrow in addition to guns, and uh, then yeah, Reverend Ray is just like much more traditional FPS. So so, so the developer mm-hmm. Techland mm-hmm. used a lot of the lessons learned on this in some of their future games, including Dying Light, which is another yes. first person game mm. where it's kind of has these parkour sequences where mm-hmm. it, you are platforming and running to escape from zombies. But in that game it works really well. Yes, it yeah, they <laughs> like I said, they learned their lesson and they learned from Call of Juarez and, and made really good games. They also did the Dead Island game. Mm-hmm. And the Call of Juarez sequels were also really good. But uh, not related to the first one? 
Uh, well, the first uh, Bound in Blood was mm-hmm. actually a prequel to it's the first prequel. one, where you're okay. playing as the McCall brothers, so the murdered stepfather and Reverend Ray, Ray. before he's a reverend. The third one's just modern day, right? Yeah, third one is modern day uh, fighting drug cartels uh, as three different characters, all of whom are spoilers corrupt in some way. No, and then Gunslinger is unrelated, mm. uh, but it's it's a step back into the. The Wild West, I haven't played it as much as I should, but it is highly acclaimed. Talk a little bit about Call of War's Custer's Revenge. No. <laughs> it's not, is that a game that exists? It's a game you, you can't do a game existed. listicle without mentioning it, so it's out there. That's now. true. It's out I think, there. Didn't, didn't uh, somebody at Games Radar do like a top ten things that are on top ten lists, and Custer's Revenge was <laughs> one of them? I, I, I think I, did, I didn't do that. <laughs> Who can remember? And that was that was Shane Patterson. Let me let me check my residuals from mm. uh, Games Radar. <laughs> oh, by the way, that uh, so I'm officially part of the club. As as our listeners may or may not know, I used to work with Henry and Bob at Fandom, mm-hmm. and I went to check and see one of my old articles. Um, and no longer am I credited in the byline. Now it is my old. U- it's not even staff, which mm. that's understandable. That happens. It's my username from logging into the WordPress. Holy shit. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, oh it lists, so if, if you see anything Art. written by Captain Matt Sparrow, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're a game pro character or something. Yeah. Um, no, man. If so you see anything written by DarkBubsy420, <laughs> that's definitely grim. So I'm officially part of the, uh, yeah, the X Games Journalist Club. That has now happened uh-huh. to me. Well, the good news is that even though much of the game is structured as a chase, uh, Reverend Ray does eventually learn the error of his ways and has a reconciliation. Ray? It's all right, boy. I misjudged you, and for that I am truly sorry. The Lord is clearly on your side. We forgot to mention together from now on. Ray literally has biblical powers. Yeah, he he has like a Bible that he can read from, (laughs) and it uh, will sometimes... Uh, scare enemies into dropping their weapons. I do recommend. I, you can pick this game up for fucking for, for like song. less than a dollar. Yeah. Probably, uh, yeah. It's perfectly fun. It was, is it just me or I felt like people did like the Ray character because they went oh, and yeah. did the prequel. Like he was, he was cool. Like definitely self righteous. Yeah. I like the redemption arc in there, but he was, it was just cool. It's like I'm playing as this badass preacher. Well, that that character design kind of has like a bit of Judge Dread about him. That like uh, hat pulled low over the eyes, big frown. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, he was a younger version of him was in. Uh, bound in blood uh the there's a character in the cartel who looks exactly like him and the gunslinger character also looks a little bit like him mm. so here's to reverend ray let's move on we to... didn't forget you man no pour one out for reverend ray jason oh god <laughs> jason <laughs> jason I knew this would be on the list jason right jason? 13 yes, jason <laughs> jason ethan ethan yeah. this yes, is son? of course Heavy Rain. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah. Starring nothing but Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. Uh, we do rip on this game, but it is, uh, it, it's endlessly interesting to look yeah. at in retrospect. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Especially because, uh, I, I say this is a game in where, where protagonists are working against each other. So you play as four different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, father, Grieving Father Ethan, Naman Jaden who sounds like this. The killer is no ordinary murderer. He is intelligent, organized, and methodical. You won't find him by patrolling the streets. Tell me, Agent Jaden, did you get your fast experience on the job, or did you just fucking read about it in some school book? I came here to find a killer, and that is exactly what I'm gonna do, with 
Well, without your Fucking help. Fucking asshole! That's enough. <laughs> I came here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Fucking asshole! <laughs> God damn. Uh, you play as uh, Scott Shelby, a private investigator. Can I help you, sir? Well, I hope so. My name's Scott Shelby. I'm a private detective. Uh, I'm investigating the case of the origami killer. I'd like to ask you a few questions. My son is dead, Mr. Shelby. I have nothing more to say. Shelby, I think, is is possibly one of the most likable characters in this. Mm. Uh, You can also play as Madison Page, a journalist out to find the real identity of the origami killer. And this is absolutely not her, but it sounds (laughs) funny. I'm the origami killer. Excuse me? I get my victims into my car. I drown them in rainwater. Then I dump them on a wasteland with an origami figure in one hand and or a an orchid on their chest. <laughs> I do that because I'm bored, Mr. Shelby. And it's a creative and entertaining way of having fun. Why would he pick a word? Why would he name himself a word he can't say? Origami. Origami. And when you record voiceover, you can ask people to do it, do again. it again. It is a key plot point. Well, it's that, the origami killer. I'm the umami burger I, killer. God yeah. damn it! I remember I, I ragged on this game so much because like. Decide how you're going to pronounce origami and stick with it. <laughs> don't you got, yeah, you don't got origami or origami uh, origami? Like you see the gammies on that girl? <laughs> Did they hire Coach Z to do this thing? Mm-hmm. It's the origami girl. Gee, home steer. But here's the thing, and you don't realize this until the end of the game. Uh, spoiler for those. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear heavy rain plot spoilers. I guess uh, one of the characters you play is the killer what and <gasps> when you get to the end it's like really that one that's a complete betrayal of everything i thought was happening this sucks but yes. then you play through it again you realize like oh no it's just that i was playing as this character wrong and huh. you can play through in a way that is completely cynical and uh covers all of the killer's tracks yeah. completely and if you do that you get a, a trophy at the end called the perfect crime mm. yes that it's actually really genius cuz i went back i remember playing it and i went back and and was reading about this so you burn basically you're burning the evidence as you mm-hmm. go if you, if you play it in that cynical yeah, way and, and if you play it as a cynical way which is the correct way yes it makes more sense and that like i'm on a trail to destroy all evidence of my crimes. Make sure that there are no remaining witnesses. Did and, we say uh, who it is yet? I no, don't say, don't say who it is. I, yeah. I, for some reason, I think I'm going to play this game someday. Oh, oh really? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you, it is. I got you some chewies. I hate strawberry. No, it is, and I just wanted to play that. <laughs> so I, I just have to say, this game, when you go back and kind of look at uh, David Cage's oeuvre, if you will, um, <laughs> oeuvre, he, he does a lot of similar things. So... There is a shower scene, mm-hmm. just like in Beyond Two Souls, right? Ah, yes. mm-hmm. There, there is the multiple, the the multiple protagonist thing that one may or may not be working against you thing. Mm-hmm. Which, if my suspicions are correct, perhaps another game on this list might mm. do the same thing. Mm. So he he repeats himself a lot from yeah. game to game. Yeah, we'll see what happens in Detroit Become Human. Maybe that'll they'll bring the trope back, or maybe not. Just can't wait to play the Eight Mile DLC. 
<laughs> spaghetti? <laughs> but I, I, there's I vermin on my sweater, worm spaghetti. <laughs> I, I know that there's contingent of listeners who are annoyed every time we make fun of heavy rain. Yeah. So I will say it is. I I still have an overall very positive impression yeah. of it. I think uh, the the. The plot as I played it the first time didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, revisiting it now, it does make more sense. It gels a little bit, but again, you have to play it a certain way for that to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, but and and like the individual vignettes in this game mm-hmm. are amazing. Like the trials that you have to do as uh, Ethan Mars, mm-hmm. the the dad. That was some gripping stuff. Like yeah. the uh, because they they made the point beforehand. Like yes, you can if you die in this game. Your character will be permanently dead, and the story will continue without them. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I was going to bring that up. So one of the things David Cage does repeat from game to game, he does not like games with fail states. Mm. And so in his games, he designs them in such a way so that if you fail, you don't actually fail. It will continue without you. So this game apparently has 23 possible epilogues, depending mm-hmm. on stuff you you have either succeeded at or failed in the game. It also, though, makes for some hilarious moments in the game, mm-hmm. such as you may or may not have seen this supercut uh, on the internet of, I think it was actually Michael Grimm who mm-hmm. sent me this, mm-hmm. of your character Ethan failing things over and over and <laughs> over in a chase scene of the game. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, the, the video that's actually on YouTube is a live recording of a person watching this and they just are breaking down into hysterics <laughs> laughing the entire time because he fails over and over and he's just tripping over people. He's running into people. He's getting in the car. He's like slamming his hand in a car door. He's getting hit by doors. <laughs> it becomes this like total like a comedy of errors. So that it's you like have a to Mr. Watch. Bean almost. It is like a Mr. Bean. And I actually... so. Except his his kid is is going to drown and show up on a wasteland. Right, and he has right, a better right. grasp of the English actual, language. There are actual stakes if he fails. Yeah, the, the use of wasteland comes up a, a surprising amount in this game. Mm. The killer has kidnapped another victim, a ten year old boy. Like your son, Risa, I have four days before we find his body on a deserted stretch of wasteland. Um, wasteland apparently means vacant lot. Uh, when you find oh, out. Okay. okay. God, the French are so dramatic. <laughs> I remember making a lot of hay out of that. But uh, yeah, but the, the, the fact that there are stakes or that they told you there are stakes, mm-hmm. like it makes certain things like the first uh, you have to go through a series of saw like trials as as the father. And mm-hmm. the first one is like drive 50, uh, like 15 minutes uh, in opposing traffic on the freeway. Mm-hmm. And so you have to do that and like thinking like if, if I fuck up any of these quick time bits, he's going to die. I, I just won't be able to see the rest of this story. Mm-hmm. This is going to suck. Um, in reality, if you want me to remove <laughs> that feeling, uh, there's like only a few key junctures where you can die. But yeah. if you do die at those junctures, those characters are out of the plot. I think I may have, there might have been a trophy. There may or may not have been a trophy associated with this that I was trying to get. I think I looked at a guide that just showed me all the directions to do the QT uh. stuff in. But but I guess we haven't talked about what makes David Cage games sort of cool. And you have to give him credit for trying. He use, he doesn't use the controller as a traditional controller. Mm-hmm. He, he likes you to do non-standard things with it. So there will be sequences in the game. Let's say if you're like, 
if your character is lifting something off the ground, you will have to use like the trigger buttons on the controller and like re- you know repeatedly yeah. like do different motions, or you'll have to like use the analog sticks to to move and, and swipe things in directions. It's it's very you know not a lot of games do it, and you do have yeah. to give him credit for that. In fact, he calls his games this is David Cage level of pretension uh, interactive films, not movies, oh. interactive films, and right. so um, yeah, they're they're built that so way. Oh, bad films, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, no one's done it. Films with twenty three endings, apparently. Huh. But the killer's always the same. It's the best kind. Yes, the killer is always okay. the same, and I was I was very upset about that the first time, like. Really? It's this guy? I, I must have gotten the wrong ending, like, talking to other people, like, no, that's the killer. Like, oh, Jesus. Damn it. In ah. a way, it was Telltale before Telltale, right? It, yeah. it was like, yeah, hey, yeah. The, the trick here is that at the end of the day, we might take you on a different route to get here, but mm-hmm. it's going to have the yeah. same Well, ending. that's they, they called it the rubber band effect. Mm-hmm. That, like, see, they, they said, imagine you've got two nails on a board, and there's a rubber band uh, strung between them. And you can bend this rubber band in different directions, but ultimately you'll still get from nail A to nail B. Mm. So, like, you can you can affect little things, kind of push the scenes in different directions, but they'll still ultimately have the same conclusion and that, like, you will get the same thing you needed mm. no matter what. Maybe someone lives, maybe someone dies. Yeah, but. that's the thing. There, there are definitely stakes. There are characters who, if you don't succeed they will just not be in the rest of the story so people mm-hmm. people can die but yes. um, yeah but the ending the ultimate ending of kind of what happens can stay fairly consistent at that point absolutely all right well let's move on to the much more colorful number two this ought to do the job even if you destroy me megatron others will rise to defeat your tyranny then i'll just have to destroy you all Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> Bumblebee. Uh, Bumblebee. I'm glad that had Bumblebee. the effect that I'd hoped. Uh, <laughs> as we discovered on a recent Laser Time about comic strips, Peter Cullen, the original voice of Hagar mm. the Horrible. Really? Yeah, you were there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd forgotten. But, yeah, the, I don't know who's doing Megatron there, but it's... It's not Hugo Weaving. I'll just have to destroy them all! I thought they got the original voice actor back for Megatron it for the game. It wasn't Frank Welker. No. You don't think so? No. Okay. Frank Welker, when he does Megatron, has like a high-pitched whine. That's true. Yeah. And he doesn't care about doing anything but Scooby-Doo anymore. Um, I guess not. Well, he's still, he's still doing Megatron stuff. Is he? I think so. Um, off and on. But this is Transformers Fall of Cybertron. This one specifically because it's although a there's... a sequel to War for Cybertron? Yes. Okay. Because there, there have been Transformers games where you like they have a, an Autobot and a Decepticon campaign mm-hmm. that run parallel to each other, so you get to see the story from both perspectives. This one just switches between character perspectives from level to level. Mm-hmm. And one thing about it struck me as particularly emblematic of this idea that you are working against yourself. Because for a big chunk of the first half or so of the game... You are Autobots trying to secure this very large supply of Energon mm-hmm. so that you can uh, use it to power the Ark and get off off planet and head to Earth. And uh, you finally get it, and it's a big achievement. But how do we bring all that Energon here? Let's use an old refinery transport. That's what they're built for. Those beasts got some Energon like there's no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow if we don't get that Energon. Besides, it's got the firepower we'll need to repel a Decepticon attack. Make it happen. 
<laughs> Everybody knows what Energon is, right? It's the Transformer fuel source, right? Uh, so you buy it on eBay. Next level, immediately, <laughs> what are you doing? Vortex, this is Onslaught. Get to the bridge and destroy it before the Autobot transport can get across. Roger that, Onslaught. We're on it. Your Decepticons trying to sabotage the thing you just worked to accomplish. So this this huge is Alec Guinness standing there next to the bridge. What have I done? It's a really, <laughs> yeah, a really yeah, yeah. worthless bridge, bridge on the reply reference. reference. Um, I got it. Jesus. <laughs> Took me really? a second. Really? In a VGA? It. You're throwing, Sorry, it's a really good reply. movie. It, it really is. is. It really is. It's superb. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it does it does feel a little bit like that now that you bring that up. But like, so yeah, you're you're playing as the Combaticons, uh, and you're just like. I'm going to roll under this giant transport and destroy the wheels. Oh, no, it's taking off. Okay, we need to chase after it and transform into Bruticus and smash a bunch of stuff on the bridge. Man, Combaticons makes... It, it probably led a lot of people to believe games are made overnight. There's clearly <laughs> not a lot of thought went into that fucking name. Combaticons? Combaticons. Now, well, they, they were from the toy I know, line. and I say, I say that just... I always like pointing this out. Transformers fans got really lucky with these games. I think these are amazing... License yes. games, and they only exist because there were terrible movies out. Yeah, and w- w- Moonlight Studio, who was it? I forget. High Moon, High Moon, yeah. High Moon, like took creators took, of Dark Watch. Ended up kind of making the Transformer movies you wanted uh, in in these games. Yeah, kind of like well, as as a Transformers fan from the eighties, like yes, this is the only thing that kind of speaks to mm-hmm. what I want to see from a Transformers yeah. game, and yeah. and yeah, it's all like sort of Generation One designs, and uh, yeah, they've been. St- They've been so omnipresent, but it, it, I got a vibe of it today. Did you see the Christopher Robin trailer? Yes, no. I did. Which is insane. It's just this movie trailer that... This movie trailer with uh, Ethan... Oh, what's his name? Oh, am I losing... I love that you guy. And, you and Ewan McGregor. McGregor. Oh, my, my boss is a pain in the ass, and I got to work for my kids. Now nah, I got to cancel vacation. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, behind him, Christopher Robin. Yes. And behind him is a live-action... Winnie the Pooh, Stuffed Pooh. Yeah. with the real voice. Yeah. And it's a yeah. jarring feeling I haven't gotten since seeing uh, Optimus Prime on screen voiced by Peter Cullen. Robin, this it's is your death Robin. dream. But by the way, it's the plot of Hook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I, it, but hey, it touched. It, I got the feels watching that trailer. At the very end, I was like, it seems father. insane. I was like, give him a hug. You need to give him a hug right now. <laughs> it seems insane. Gen- it, but yeah, the official poo coming out of a new version in the real world. It was it was really jarring. Hmm. But I didn't, I didn't even play this Soon game. Soon my sorry. darkness will spread across your waking world. <laughs> I, I, that is the worst poo you impression ever. It kind of made me think and have hope that Ewan McGregor might be the new Johnny Depp. Because that's a totally Johnny mm, Depp type it. role. I will take we it all day long. We need someone to be Johnny Depp. He is the classiest, probably one of the classiest guys in Hollywood. He was, he's been, I, that's why I was yeah. ashamed. He's one of my favorite actors, period. I love him. He's like the best part about those awful, awful Star Wars prequels. So here's one of my Matthew Allen Fox stories. I was working, um, you know, Fox was still sort of involved with the prequels yeah. and helping distribu- distribute them. So I was working one of the premieres and I had just gone into the lobby because I think I'd seen it a couple times at this point. Um, and he was back there just talking to one of our head of PR, you know, just totally unassuming guy. But you saw him, and he's one of the few that I saw him, and, and you go, that is a movie star. Like, he mm. looks like a movie star, has, carries himself like a movie star, has presence like a movie star, super handsome in person. I was just like, oh, man, I want to be you right now. Like, you are awesome. Yeah, we used to get to see his dick in every movie yeah. he was in. <laughs> 
So anyway, Transformers. Oh, my bad. Adam McGregor's yeah, 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 yeah. dick. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, so High Moon, I did work with them. I, when I was at Vivendi, they mm-hmm. did the Bourne game. Yeah, yeah. So that was after Dark Watch. And that's that's how they ended up working on Transformers. Mm-hmm. Activision had that license. They kind of got brought over with the Vivendi acti- um, acquisition. Mm-hmm. And then after the Transformers stuff, they did the Deadpool game. Yeah. And now they're working on Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, I mean, obviously Bungie is, but they're like a support studio or something like that. So I'm sure they love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Transformers, the, uh-huh. uh, well, the the Energon heist, so again, you, uh, to, to catch those listeners up who've uh, wandered off and done something else. <laughs> like our brains. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Autobots find a bunch of Energon, the Decepticons uh, have a heist, attack the Energon, try to reclaim it, uh, it ends up all going south, you crash the Energon tanker into oh, no. the ground and uh, destroy half of it. As a result of your failure to obey my orders, you and your Combaticons destroyed half of the Energon supply in that crash. Kidding, Starscream? The Autobots would have taken it all. My team salvaged an operation that you screwed up from the get-go. Imagine you have to work up a lot of lab to do a good Starscream impression. <laughs> Goddamn. So you prevent your own... Does it end up being prevented? Uh, well, like the, the Decepticons get it. Mm-hmm. The, the Autobots take off on the arc at the end anyway. Mm-hmm. and then. Uh, but at, at the very end, you can. Uh, there, there's a climactic fight between Optimus and Megatron, and you can decide which side you want to win, mm-hmm. which side you're going to play as, and uh, deliver the fatal blow. But then everybody goes to Earth, and the story of the Transformers happens. I'm guessing Stan Bush's The Touch is featured somewhere in this game as well. Uh, no, do you rem- I haven't heard it. Do you remember they, they recorded a new song by Did Stan they? Bush and didn't use it <gasps> for the Transformers? It, it's out there. That might be a good break song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. look at that. Look yeah. what I did. Need to find that then. Uh, but in the meantime, we still have to get to... My name is Lucas Kane. My story is the one where an ordinary guy has something extraordinary happen to him. Maybe it was supposed to happen. Maybe it was my destiny or my karma or whatever. I know one thing for sure. Nothing's ever going to be the same again. My name is Lucas Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so you're making fun of my people now? Uh, Borat oh! impression was totally no. uncalled for. I apologize. No. Uh, this is Indigo Prophecy, a.k.a. Fahrenheit. Another right. David Cage joint. Yeah, this David, introduced David many people to yes. David Cage. Who, uh, actually, whose real name, David DeGrutola, is De David Cage's real name. Oh, another Italian. <laughs> Um, Nicholas Cage thing. But if you want to talk about games where the protagonists are working against each other, this is the first thing that comes to mind for mm-hmm. me. Because the first uh, hour or two of this game is entirely that. I, I didn't want... It was like a dream. Quick. I, I've, I've got to get out of here before somebody comes in here. Uh, so as as Lucas, you've you had your body possessed, and you stabbed a man to death in the bathroom of a diner, and then you wake up and are given control. What do you do in this situation? You're covered in blood. Mm-hmm. You're holding a knife. There's a dead man on the floor. What do you do? I remember washing my hands because mm-hmm. you can do that. That's one thing you can do. So you you have a bunch of different things you can do. Like, do you get rid of the knife? Do you move the body? Do you mop up the floor? Do you do you clean yourself off? Do you try to uh, walk out nonchalantly? Do you remember to pay your bill? Um, there's a lot of things you can do, and 
then in the second chapter, after after you've made your escape one way or another, or just sat there and waited for the cops to take you, whichever, mm-hmm. you play as the police and you will uncover the same clues that you left behind. So there's a certain amount of like, I went back and replayed this, just this part of the game over and over again to try and see like, can I make a perfect getaway? Yeah. Can I... As the cops deliberately miss clues that I left behind, it turns out you can't because somebody will deliver them to you later and it's like, hey, you missed this knife sitting on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it is interesting that, like... So you can't leave an immaculate crime scene um, for yourself. Not, I mean, you can leave as immaculate a crime scene as you can, but like mm-hmm. the, the cops will still found. find... Uh, and, and there's like little things like you might forget to do uh, or remember to do. The knife... I've got to get rid of it. Sir. The waitress. She noticed something. I'm done for. Yes? I think that you might have forgotten to pay your bill. Oh, yes, of course. I... Excuse me. The bill for the meal. How could I forget that? (laughs) Quick, before somebody finds the body. Thank the knife. And, of course, (laughs) they'll remember that... When he came back out, I noticed that he hadn't paid his bill. Ooh! Motherfucker. Did it do the telltale? Did it say so-and-so will remember that? No, it didn't have to. Because, And that, that was part of the, the magic of it, I guess, is just like trying to find out where the parameters of the simulation were and where it stopped feeling real. Um, it's kind of all downhill from there, honestly. <laughs> And I, because I, I remember, because the demo came out, we were all enthralled with the yes. demo. I don't remember where we played it. Was it PlayStation Underground? Where were we playing a PS2 demo? I mean, demo? it came out on everything. Uh, yeah, probably PlayStation Underground, Jam Pack. I don't know. Yeah, but we played it endlessly, trying to. And I, I've never played the full game. Really? Yeah. No. Oh man. Well, you you do get to play after after you leave as Lucas. You play as uh, Carla. I've got this really bad habit for a cop. Once I start working on a case, I can't think about anything else. I'm exhausted. I haven't gotten a wink of sleep all night. Something's bothering me about this murder, but I just can't seem to put my finger on what it is. And so a big part of the first <laughs> part of the like game... That sounds like a real cop. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it really does. Big Jesus. part of the first first half or so of the game, which I think, for my money, is the best half, mm-hmm. is uh, Carla and Lucas. You're playing a cat and mouse game with yourself mm-hmm. and uh, trying to both evade the cops and catch the killer. This time I'm going to get him. That desk guy swore to us that he was in his room and he's not going to get away. I hope that guy didn't screw up when he said he recognized Kane's photo from the papers. He looked so blind he wouldn't recognize his own mother in a phone booth. We'll find the answer in room 369. Yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, the weed yeah. number right out They're there. They're going to get so high. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but like, you you have to kind of do certain things. Like, you have to weigh certain moral decisions as Kane. Like, do I save this drowning kid and uh, attract a crowd that might recognize me mm-hmm. from the restaurant incident? Or do I... Uh, just uh, keep a low profile and let someone die yeah. and become a worse person it's a, because of it. It's a David Cage game. Yeah. You're going to have some drowned kids. And then uh, the oh. the second half of the game kicks in and suddenly it's about uh, Mayan death cults and <laughs> Dragon again. Ball Z style flying fights and yeah. superpowers and like, what even is this? David Cage game, like yeah. you, you just said. <laughs> but does it leave you like, where you try and, you're trying to trick yourself for like, you're playing as the 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 hunted and the hunter. Yeah, 
Um, so it's like you you kind of have to decide who to root for when yeah. like you've got good reasons to root for both. Mm-hmm. Like and and eventually like yes you do kind of want to bring them together and then they will start working together. Then it turns into like this weird end of the world scenario yeah. and uh, yeah turns out everything's interconnected. Wow. All right. All right. I'll play it. It's on iPad. Yes. Now. Play it. It's play really the, Play the revamped version that just came okay. out the other year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's our top five. We're going to go out on that Stan Bush song that Chris mentioned. Uh, <laughs> and when we come back, we'll talk about some uh, news, some community stuff. So stay tuned. In a cold, faraway world, a battle is raging between evil and good. From the stars, they came here to earth. Caught in this struggle through the whole universe. Robotic warriors give it their own Fight in disguise To the victors this home Transformers Defenders of truth Robots who fight in disguise Transformers When the battle is proved Only the strong will survive Get scratching. This week on Laser Time, the internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. Today we'll be talking about comic strips. Comic strips. How do you get sound effects for comic strips? Well, we're going to talk about uh, certain uh, certain criteria for comic strips, but mostly about these stealth pilots that you never saw as an excuse to talk about comic strips. So what you're going to end up hearing is maybe these characters you know by name but have never heard speak before in your life. People you've known for... 30, 40, 50, 60 years talk for the first time. Are we going to hear Lorenzo music in this episode? Uh, no, not once. I don't, oh, have no. I don't have him at all, but you'll figure out what this is from. So it's hard to know how far a comic circulates. I would say there's a substantial portion of newspaper readership who doesn't see the comic pages. They're there for the fucking news. There are so many things in newspapers that it's like, this is for one niche group mm-hmm. and no one else. Little League and scores? I, how sad. How sad is <laughs> no, your life? TV no, Guide? No. <laughs> Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> My newspaper was small enough that they ran the bridge column on the comics page. So wow. it was like this it's weird like the, little. It, the it was games like the games page. The jumble was there too, right? Yeah, it was yeah. like the yeah. raisin in the Halloween bag. The, the thing. <laughs> That's Laser Time. New every Monday on LaserTimePodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And welcome back to our wonderful and talented third segment, where we will just dive straight into that bit that is known as Chris's favorite segment, which oh, come is, on. of course, no. Take my advice, do as I say, save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? That's right, people act fast and maybe use our Amazon links. How Dude, about that? You called mm. the segment talented. <laughs> I always uh, call it talented. That's uh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to save some money this week? Mario and Rabbids is $20, $30 at Best Buy, and you can get it for $24 with Jesus. Any Dang. game with Mario generally doesn't That's get discounted. Yeah. yeah. I, I, as, as a Ubisoft employee, but more importantly, as a gamer, this is a must have game if it's you really have good. a Switch. 
It's if really you, good. If you like strategy games, t- tactical games, and you like Mario, and you have a Switch, buy this game. <laughs> Wasn't this game forty to begin with? Like it was already kind of a really good deal, or was this a full sixty? It was a full sixty. It, it, it debuted full at 60. sixty. Okay, okay. Uh, Newegg has our first ever Xbox One X price drop at four fifty, and they also have Monster Hunter Worlds at forty seven ninety nine. Really good price for a great hmm. game. Wow. Uh, save up to 67% on Call of Duty and Square Enix games on PSN this week. I will not name them all, but Call of Duty and Final Fantasy shit is all on sale. Uh, and look at that! A rare Nintendo eShop sale. A Capcom sale, in fact. Up to 70% off Ace Attorney, Resident Evil, uh, Monster Hunter, Mega Man, and more. Uh, and this is really important if you take away nothing else. Also for Switch owners, Amazon has dropped the price of Samsung's Evo 256GB memory stick. Uh, from $100 to $30. Whoa! I paid a lot of money for a big memory stick for my Switch. That sh- if you don't have a, another memory stick, that should be your first Switch purchase right yeah. there. $30, you'll never need to worry about space again. It's not the size of the stick. It's how you use it, Chris. How- when you say memory stick, you mean SD card? SD or- card, my okay. bad. Right. My bad. I'm, I'm, I'm your dad now. So you say memory <laughs> stick, I think of the USB flash drive. No, 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 not that. It's just that, like, yeah, Nintendo games don't take up that much space. They never right. do. What was Mario Odyssey is, like, Somewhere between five and fifteen gigs, it's like eight like, gigs or something. Yeah, I it's, say. Really it's really fucking small. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's yeah. But get that right now, and that's it for game deals. Hooray! Take my advice and do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. Thank you. Nice and short. We are rocketing through this shit. Monster Hunter World is the best-selling Capcom game ever! Better than Street Fighter? Better than Street Fighter. Better than Resident Evil? Better than Resident Evil 5, which most people don't know is the, or was the previous best-selling at 7.3 mil or something. This has already sold, get this, 7.5 million units shipped. Of this game already. Well, ship. That's not the same as sold through. Yeah, but it, there's seven million players, hmm. so it's it's pretty. And for right. as a Monster Hunter fan, where this never really took off, I had the luxury of going over to Capcom's Tokyo headquarters, and it's the the office is aligned with all these awards for selling multiple millions of versions of Monster Hunter, and it's just like it had no resonance in the United States. Yeah, and that this, it, but it's also the series' first ever global launch. Well, th- I'm wondering of the 7.5 million, how many are uh, North America versus Japan? Like, I mean, mm. six could easily be. Well, Japan. I remember, I remember seeing <laughs> yeah. like I, again, I had access to real numbers, but I saw on the plaque this Monster Hunter game for PSP, like the 16th version, it sold four million copies in Japan alone. Yeah, okay. No game sells for four million copies, so. It, it is possible it's mostly Japan, but I think it's mm-hmm. got to, it's got to tie in with well, the. I, I could totally say it is like this is the the game that finally sells the PS4 in Japan as a mass market thing. Wow, that I'm, I'm sure it's taken off. I just remember <laughs> no, the early ha- well, stories of like eh, nobody in well, Japan people weren't, buying it. People weren't adopting the new consoles, and mm-hmm. not until the Switch. Maybe that could be the case too. Yeah, uh, but the game's fucking great, and I. I I don't know how this works. I wish I knew more about it because I'm sure other Capcom games have technically sold more. But, like, I don't know, you work at game companies. After a while, like, it's not your focus to wonder how a 10-year-old game is selling, even if you're still selling it on Steam. Mm-hmm. Like, it, those numbers just don't get tallied. But 
fucking strange. Good for Monster Hunter. Really great game. We've talked about it uh, a lot here. I'm, I'm really glad to see it do well. Yeah. I, I hope that has to do with the Western audience receiving it well. I think it does. I think it... I'm guessing... I pop off an SOS flare. I get a lot of Japanese characters in there to come to my rescue. But I'm guessing about probably two, two and a half million of the seven are North America. Or, well, Maybe. remember, North America and Europe, yeah. right? So... Oh, and, and the game is not on PC yet. Right. That's it's, without PC the PC is, is version. toward the end of this year. Yeah. So, that's yeah. pretty fucking nuts. Good for Monster Hunter, I say. Well, because it's... Yeah, yeah it's, it's basically... It's only on two platforms. It's on Xbox One and PS4. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not coming to Switch. Get over it. Stop asking. <laughs> You'll know that. Yeah, maybe someday. You never know. Far Cry 5 announced... Uh, and I, I was pleased to be a part of this reveal. Not only DLC, but the new revamped map editor mode, which is now called Far Cry Arcade. Did the previous games have map editors? Yes. Okay. Uh, since I think Far Cry Instincts was the first one. Wow. To, was the first one to introduce it. I think it got big in Far Cry 2. Mm-hmm. But like they were saying, like, okay, so two things about the map editor up to this point. Number one, it's always either been like you can design multiplayer maps or you can design single player or co-op maps. Uh, it's never been both. Now it's both in mm-hmm. Far Cry 5. Like, it's always been just sort of buried in the menu. Like, mm-hmm. they acknowledge, like, a lot of people tend to ignore this, just play the campaign and the multiplayer. But we are integrating into the campaign in a big way in that uh, it's obviously in the menu, but then, like, there are arcade booths around the game, like, in bars and stuff like that, public spaces. Mm. And you can walk up to them, and you will be booted into the Far Cry arcade menu, mm. and you'll be able to like play new maps and stuff. If, if those aren't called Farcades, that is a missed far-cades. opportunity. I, I, yeah, I can't dispute that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the neat thing about it is that like your progression will stay consistent, uh, even if you're, whether you're playing in the campaign or in created maps. So like any experience you earn, any... Uh, money you get stuff like that like you you'll keep it you'll play as the same character no matter what you're doing uh so that's pretty cool and then the dlc uh the the post-launch content mm-hmm. will be uh, i think first there's going to be a, a vietnam themed one uh like in like, vietnam yeah like fighting the Viet Cong. wow uh there's going to be one on mars where you're fighting uh martian arachnids okay i should not be shocked by anything else yeah. that comes after the and, sentence and it, all of these look completely different from <laughs> far cry 5 <laughs> and and all of these assets that's another thing about far cry arcade it not only has far cry 5 assets but it has far cry 4 primal Jesus. uh assassin's creed unity and black flag Whoa. uh watchdogs so like you can create cityscapes using what buildings from Chicago, uh, and it has the wow. the Yetis from Far Cry Four. So it's it's nuts. <laughs> so wait, you you need the DLC to have those assets for the map. So the DLC will then as, apply in the, the map editor. As or? the DLC is released, those assets will be available in the map editor. I'm not actually sure now that you mention it if you need to buy the DLC in mm. order for those assets mm. to work. Mm. Uh, I'm sure there'll be an announcement about that. The, at some the point. most surprising thing to me is this is DLC versus. Standalone versions like Far Cry Primal, which was its uh-huh. own game, right? So, nor- yeah. or Blood Dragon, where they said, "Hey, we're going to do something completely batshit crazy. We'll make it a standalone thing, fifteen bucks." But these are just DLC. That's that's pretty cool. So far, yeah. And uh, then there's a third one, which is uh, with zombies. And uh, but it, the the conceit of it sounds interesting to me, in that you are 
playing through scenarios that are cooked up by a like a horror movie director who's a character in the game. He's like, well, what mm. if you did this? And then hmm. you play through that movie. Mm. So that that sounds neat. Sounds like there's a lot of game there with Far Cry 5, which is oh, yeah. coming out like in March or this month. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's very month. soon. And I've seen a lot of previews running for that lately, mm. and a lot of people yep, seem to like well, it. we just had a big event out but, in Livermore. Yeah, you post with a cute doggo. I saw yeah, you he was adorable. Um... Uh, Play Dead, makers of Inside, is uh, uh, teaming up with I Am 8-Bit and Real Doll uh, to create what? a $400 what? Inside Collector's Edition. Yes. I had a blast researching this. <laughs> I, bet really, I bet you I did. I bet you did. I really did. <laughs> I just I haven't had to I had to click enter on a website on my desktop in it's some like time. It's like they're mannequins, but you can also fuck them. <laughs> but like I Am 8-Bit is not telling anybody what this is. They, no, then, they're not. They're they keeping yeah. it secret. And... It's bizarre. I'm like, and I just like, okay, I gotta do it. Putting on my journalism hat, I'm going to the real doll website to see what they sell because it can't just be dolls. It kind of is. It, that's it. Dolls, or, clothes for dolls, and sex toys for use. Well, for you can buy the, but that's the thing. Like, it's a four hundred dollar collector's edition. Their dolls start at like five thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, re- really, it, that that show review Andy Daly reviews a sex doll, and it's one of my favorite episodes. Of that show, uh, but it's it's really expensive. You can buy individual components, like say a torso or a uh-huh. face, or That's just not them creepy. now. Um, Maybe you can buy a bunch of heads and display them in your, yeah. your living room, yeah, or a dick. It's all. It's all. <laughs> it's. I know it's a publicity thing. It's I am eight, but being clever. But like, uh-huh. what what do you need from Real Doll that you couldn't get from somebody else? That I mean, the the only thing that I can think of for inside, uh, which, which you I think, do you want to spoil the game? Look, do I you mean, want to talk about what it could. I mean, be I'm in not going to spoil what role this plays in the game. But there is like a giant fleshy blob made out of human bodies. Yes, toward the end of the game, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that they probably. Wanted people with uh, experience sculpting human bodies out of silicone. With spare silicone body parts, we can uh-huh. just mold together. Yeah, frankly, yeah. there's a lot of body horror in inside. There's yeah. there's a there's the weird zombies that you can use that that kind of help in puzzle solving. Like they'll they will fall down yeah. an elevator shaft and make a very satisfying splat noise when they land and things like this. Yeah, but I really like the game and I can't think of anything. And I haven't finished it. So I have a theory. But I can't think of anything I'd want to own from the game because every yeah. body is so innocuous. So, so I'm only thinking of bodies. The one I can think of, mm-hmm. super creepy. Mm-hmm. And this is midway through the game. So I guess, you know, fast forward 10 seconds if you don't want to hear mm-hmm. this. There is this like underwater little girl creature who looks like her hair is made of ink or something mm-hmm. who will grab you and drag you down and uh, drown you and then maybe not drown you later on. But so yeah. maybe it's maybe it's her is my like guess. Like Sadako from The Ring, but floating in water. Yes, and super creepy. exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but uh, also with a disc copy of Inside, which hasn't existed before. And I think it includes. Yeah, it includes a couple it, of their games. It includes too, a it? Steam code for I think Limbo for and Limbo. Inside yeah. for Steam. Yeah. So you, you know you're getting your four hundred dollars. Yeah, you're paying <laughs> you're paying three hundred seventy five dollars for a two year old game that you can find for five dollars when it's on sale, but. I guess it's a really if you're good a super game, fan. It's a really good game. Yeah, and it's a deal. I mean, mm-hmm. real dolls are five thousand dollars. That's so true. Three seventy five. I mean, come on, come on. That's you true. lose money by not buying this thing. Let's I didn't forget honest. about it. <laughs> Call me by your name, shit. I could fuck any fruit I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna pay. I, yeah. And yeah, uh, an shape joke, of water said you can fuck any fish you that's want. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. That's right. Fuck a fish. Fuck a peach. Why not? Yeah. It's he, the year of fucking. He things probably at the can Oscars. send it in sign language. I, I don't remember the scene very well. <laughs> I think he said. 
and that was accepted. Egg, egg, egg. Uh-huh. So, yes, yes. It's a reference for all ten of you who listen to our Oscar show. Overwatch has a new hero arriving right. to the game. Uh, it is Brigitte, I believe is how you pronounce it, Lindholm, mm-hmm. who is Chorborn's daughter. But in the the lore and the fiction, she plays Reinhardt's protege. So yeah. she takes after her dad in that she's a bit of a tinker. If you don't know, Chorborn is the dwarf-like character who builds turrets. Yeah. But so like her father, she's she's good at building and, and things. But instead of uh, using that to build guns like the Iron Man route, she decided to use her powers for good and, and put them toward armor. So she goes to help Reinhardt and maintain his armor over the years. And then finally, when his real body starts to break down, she dons a suit of armor of her own. So she's sort of a tanky support character mm-hmm. that can also heal, uh, apparently. Um, but if you've, if you've been following Overwatch, if you've been watching the Pixar-level shorts they use to introduce each character mm-hmm. are amazing, so I can't wait to see what they do with this one. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking a lot about Overwatch and the weird uh, sort of niche it occupies in regards to its story and mm-hmm. like the, the disconnect between its story and its gameplay. And Rainbow Six kind of does the same thing, where like you, there is like a richly developed backstory with all these characters that's explored in these shorts. But then when you get into the game, they're just fighting each other. There's no story. <laughs> yeah. And I thought about it, it's like you know what this is? This is video gaming's answer to action figures. Action figures uh. do not come with any story <laughs> when you buy them. It's all in the the cartoon or the movie yeah. or whatever that you watch separately, and then you play with them to make them fight or whatever it is you do with have action a family figures. and get married. I did uh-huh. things differently in my uh, house. Okay. With my yeah. He-Man figures. Hmm. Hmm. That's right. So did was it Skeletor or Man at Arms that wore the dress? Uh, it was a Skunk or an Orco. Nice. I like an unconventional relationship. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's you, hard. You were woke at it was early really was really hard to draw them fucking. <laughs> Really hard, but you can just bang the action figures together yeah. and like clunk, oh, yeah, clunk, hot. clunk. <laughs> I can totally imagine there's something under Orko's plastic skirt. <laughs> yeah, more Orko. Yeah, it's actually wheels. <laughs> For those who don't know, it's wheels. It's definitely wheels. Yep. I remember uh, Cobra. Cobra's face, like that, mm. was the big reveal uh, for yeah. me with the GI Joe action. Cobra thing. Commander, yeah, Cobra Commander is yeah. like, what's under that hood? It was not exciting whatsoever. No, it depends oh, on another white guy. With. Great, <laughs> Mar- Great. <laughs> Marvel Comics. He's yeah, a white guy with a big mustache mm-hmm. and a uh, cartoon. He's like some sort of weird snake monster he, with a bunch of eyeballs. I think this one was a weird snake monster movie. Uh, yeah, okay, it's they probably whatever mold they had around that they could reuse to make uh. it as cheaply as possible. Uh, what's this about Mario being a plumber again? Remember Nintendo said, no, Mario's not a real plumber. Mm-hmm. Everyone shut up. I'm like, <laughs> why would you say that? Like, it, like he's literally called Plumber Boy in the new game. Yeah. Uh, is he really? Yeah, in the, in the movie, let's not... They took that Crash Bandicoot insult? Let's not get started with the canon that is the Super Mario Bros. movie from mm. 1993. Oh, yeah. He's definitely a plumber. And I'm your main man, you ram a damn, you can of spam! <laughs> <laughs> Worst line ever. Yeah, it's all pretty bad. Or uh, is it? Did you see that? We, I don't know if we talked about that in the news. Some maniac is doing a 4K fan transfer for the Super Mario Brothers Why? movie. There's a, trailer, there's a trailer for it. There's a trailer for it. The for guy, the love of God! The guy found Why? everything. A pristine print. It's being restored. Because John Leguizamo deserves better. That's You're right. why. You're right. That's why. It's, it, it is being restored. But but like it, it was a controversy. Nintendo said... The world's most famous plumber isn't a plumber. Huh. They said it last year. We talked about it here. Yeah, I remember. Uh, and now uh, Nintendo's website just quietly updated, Mario's a plumber. Relax. Please stop sending us Relax. death threats. Shh. 
relax. It mm. almost makes you think they don't really care as much about the backstory and stuff as the super fanboys that react to internet news about whether I, Mario's I, a plumber. I know, or but not. I feel like there's some marketing people who get in there and like, let's really lean into the canon of Mario and like a, say something one way or another. The reality is you haven't said anything for this Mario's long. Mario's arms aren't blue. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't say anything now. And like, I, I, I go to the Hyrule Historia thing because I don't really believe that as official canon. I wish they hadn't said it. But they did it once for publicity, and now they did the worst, the the worst possible way because mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, well, yeah, there's like a split timeline," mm-hmm. and it was it was like if you or I got in a room with a couple of beers and we were mm-hmm. like, "Well, we got to figure out the Zelda timeline yeah. and what we would come up with." It versus... sounded like someone figuring it out in retrospect, like we can make this make sense. Guess what? It was. Yeah. It totally was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm always fascinated because I mean, this blew the fuck up on Reddit because like. What? Oh my god, he's a plumber again. I don't know why. Even I'm fascinated by them. This is the longest news item I've huh. talked about. Maybe maybe the next game is going to be about fixing toilets. Yeah. Oh, yes, fixing toilets or uh, podcasting. Maybe that's what Mario really does. <laughs> it's the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to him. He just seems like a guy I could have a beer with. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What's up, what's up boy, dude? Some Speaking boy, of guys you could have a beer with... Mm-hmm. You could maybe have a beer with Mr. President Donald Trump because he's meeting with members of the oh, video yeah. games industry. Except he doesn't drink. <laughs> the mayor of video no, games. No. Well, he apparently, weird. so we, we talked about this on Bonus Time if you go to patreon.com slash laser time. Um, Donald Trump last week, uh, well, Im- immediately after some the terrible incidents in Florida, he... Mm-hmm. he one of his first pivots blame was to, to blame games. video games. And last week he announced... Movies should have ratings. <laughs> well, he... I've, I've heard that's people... has been around since 1966. Jesus. I've heard people saying... That's his always go-to. If he's just making uh, something up as he goes along, it's I've heard people saying uh, uh, that, that video games are too violent. He said... He announced last week, the White House announced, President Trump... Trump. Jump! <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, you deserve President your Trump show. was meeting with members of the games industry. The only problem is nobody from the games industry had been invited to the White House as of last week. Mm-hmm. As of yesterday, the ESA finally Monday. was able to confirm yeah. he did invite them on Monday. I'm sorry, yes. As yes. of Monday of this week, the Tr- Trump finally did invite people to meet, and the meeting is happening on Thursday. So that by the time you're listening to this, the meeting would have just have happened the day before. So let's all hope video games still exist, huh? Because <laughs> you never know with this guy. Well, I mean, you have to remember, the last person to speak to him have enormous power. The, so, so there was an article in Games Industry, I want to say, that, that was basically arguing, like, don't go. because and, mm-hmm. and they were saying because of that. So people from the industry will go, mm-hmm. and they'll convince him. He'll leave the room. He'll run into Jeff Sessions in the hallway. And Jeff Sessions will change his mind back, and it will be everything he just that, that they went for will good, be thrown out the good window. Good people don't play Bejeweled. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Jew in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I made it extra Jeff Sessions I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, yeah. So, fingers crossed, folks. Uh, I just. As of Thursday, yesterday, if you're listening to like this. Like, I haven't thought about we'll paying for pay per view, but how much would you pay to watch this meeting? To watch Donald Trump fall through video game several monies i would pay i think i would pay like a thousand fucking dollars wow so to, to watch this meeting one of my favorite tweets this week um it was from it, it was either from him or he retweeted it it was john vignocchi mm-hmm. john drake and adam boyez that had been photoshopped into a picture with donald trump in the meeting and they said that would be the best meeting ever best possible Dude. way to do this meeting is if you guys don't know every year those guys go on giant bombs e3 show mm-hmm. and they're usually drunk 
Um, and it just turns into debauchery. So imagine those guys representing the industry in a meeting. So that, okay. that's what I'd like to picture is who's going to be meeting with him. Mm. The thing is, we don't know. The ESA just confirmed, yes, there will be members of the industry. They did not say who. I, prom- so who I promise he opens the meeting with like, we've come a long way since Pong, right? <laughs> Haven't we? Whatever happened Haven't to we? Pac-Man? But- I liked Pac-Man. I'm sure he doesn't know about Pac-Man. You got any games about eating stuff? What I I promise it will almost certainly be people you would not expect to be representatives of the game. The real game Illuminati. It will be be people that you... Yes, they will be part of games. It'll Mm -hmm. it'll probably be some mobile company people. Like people that like core gamers wouldn't think of as games industry Mm -hmm. folks. Um, It'll be a few from some of the EAs or Activisions of the world. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll be some ESA lobbyists, I'm sure. I doubt it will be though who we think should go and represent us. Let's say us. Let's just yeah. say game players. Logan Paul. Like this. It'll be Logan. Yeah, yeah, it should be oh, Logan Paul. If a famous YouTuber goes to represent, <laughs> I'll be done. Like I of, will be done. The head of Treyarch, maybe. <laughs> and Trump yeah. will say, "How does it feel? You used to be the second fiddle studio. Now you're leading." Uh-huh. Uh, and then he'll just stare at Trump for a second and say, "I don't. I don't think of it that way." Yeah. I've been right. talking to a lot of people. <laughs> Why do you hate the fans? Why do you hate the fans? Just yeah. say, you know, someone asked me that once. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why isn't fixing builds your first priority in Fortnite while you're talking about God. this horrible loss you suffered God. over the weekend? Damn it! If I wasn't so exhausted from writing sketches for Oscar Night, this is one that should should have fucking happened. Yeah. Wish we one of us had a great Trump impression. If only. Uh, what else we got? My Trump is Nixon. Uh, I know. <laughs> the, so, sort of industry news again. The ESRB. So, speaking of government and video games, the ESRB, the, the, the ESRB has agreed to proactively add labels to games that uh. contain any sort of in-game purchases. Mm-hmm. So, this is what the ESRB is for, and this is what I really hope someone does explain to Donald Trump when they meet with him. We have governing bodies already that are self-imposed by the mm-hmm. games industry, so that government stays out of our shit. Mm-hmm. We have the ESRB, which is a self-regulated ratings board mm-hmm. that we voluntarily put ratings on our games so that we can say, hey, you probably shouldn't be playing this if you're a certain age. This same ratings board, to get out ahead of all of the loot box talk mm-hmm. and scandals that have happened, frankly, it's been going on a little while, but really it picked up a lot of steam last holiday season when around the, the Star Wars Battlefront 2 mm-hmm. release. So a lot of lawmakers at that time started proposing regulations saying, hey, we need to either have people disclose what the drop rates are in these loot boxes or do something to prevent the sale of games with loot boxes to miners, something, right? Mm-hmm. So the SRB said, you know what? You're right. We're going to start labeling games with in-game purchases. The reality is what this does... It's a really broad term, though. It's super broad. It's basically, if you go to the App Store right now on your iPhone, mm-hmm. pull up any free-to-play game or any game with in-game purchases, it'll be that level of labeling. All, yeah. all it says is, it includes in-app in-app purchases. Purchases. in-app purchases. In-app purchases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just a warning. Um, it's nice that they're doing this. Again, this is why they exist. They, mm-hmm. they are meant to get out ahead of these things and hopefully keep government from who... Do you really want to trust Congress... With regulating video games, how many members of Congress actually know video games? You know, uh, so I'm gonna guess three. It's actually Frank Underwood's still there. I'm on the first season because if we're talking Congress rather than the Senate, like then that's like full of crazy people. So I'm gonna <laughs> guess at least three of them have played a video game in there in the last ten years. So I will give them. They're credit. all Buck Hunter. The, the one, the 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 congressman from Hawaii who did propose legislation, mm-hmm. he plays games. You can tell the way he talks about games. Uh, he's not. 
I don't think he's much older than any of us. He might be younger than some of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knows games, and he's still proposing this legislation. So, But still, I'd much rather have us handle it, warn people, and get out ahead of the issue before it becomes a real problem and an issue. Mm. Absolutely. I think we should get to the bottom of movie ratings first. Mm. I really do. <laughs> I think I think you could allay any concerns. It's like, well... Uh, why aren't books this rated? Is, this is rated M. Why, how do you account for all the parents buying Grand Theft Auto Five for their kids? Like, all you would need to do to dissuade those parents is show one clip from GTA Five, which is a first-person prostitute scene, and the prostitute says, "Your pre-cum tastes so good. <laughs> Nobody that. would buy the game for their kid." Let's be honest. I mean, that's the problem: is we can we can self-regulate all we want. Mm-hmm. It all it's ultimately up to either the parents buying it. There are probably yeah. certainly there are probably stores out there that sell to kids like that that just aren't maybe adhering to these rules or whatever. So yeah, if everyone just followed the rules that are in place that we have all voluntarily agreed to to follow here, it wouldn't be that wouldn't be an issue like selling yeah. violent games to kids. But I they mean, don't always follow the rules. I feel like there's much better understanding of those ratings now. Like I, I see a lot more things with kids saying like my parents won't let me play M-rated games. This mm-hmm. sucks. Then like I used to see things with like. I work at a GameStop, and uh, parents keep coming up to me and says, this game's rated teen. Do you think it's too hard for my 10-year-old? <laughs> That's what this is based on? Yeah. Like it's a fucking puzzle? Like, <laughs> exactly, like it's a difficulty rating or wow. something. Wow. But I also, like I was talking to my friend who, a couple of my friends are of that age where their kids are growing old enough to where like, we gotta get them a phone. Mm, like oh, it's, wow. it, it's weird. It's, it's like, it's... Talking to two different parents about get a, it. Get him a jitterbug. What's a jitterbug? <laughs> what it's a no, phone for old people. It's just <laughs> oh, God, it buttons. sounds like it. nothing. Wait, how old do they think those people are? People who know what the jitterbug is are long gone, dude. Well, I just remembered fucking around with my parental functions on the Switch because it had a cool app where Bowser and Bowser Jr. were in it, and I just wanted to see it. Uh. And, and ever since, it's been fucked. Like, I have a parental setting on my Switch. Because I just wanted to fuck. You with have it. to put in a password every time. You kind do of, yeah, and like, and but the, the, the I didn't know the iPhone parental thing is like it's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. It's really good uh, because I have two, an eight year old and a ten year old are getting their first phone. It's like everything they do, the parents get an alert. Yep. Like what happens on that phone? I I would like to think of myself as tech savvy, mm-hmm. and yeah, I what I hope is people like me who have kids like take the time, figure that stuff out, and use it. Like that's all you mm-hmm. have to do, right? So iPhone even has a cool thing. A lot of the time you're at a restaurant, your kids get bored or whatever, you'll hand them your phone. Yeah. They have a thing you can, if you, by pressing, I think, the home button a couple times, you can lock your phone to an app where they can't get out of that app, like by pressing the home screen again until really? they enter a password. That is amazing for little kids because it's just like, yeah, they we're going to put them in this little kid game, make sure, you know, because if they get out of the app, then they're going to have to hand it back to you. You got to get them back in there. So there's lots of tools available. You just have to, I hate to tell you guys, you got to do your homework and and do a little prep, and then that there are tools for that stuff. And the ESRB, mm-hmm. one of the things they've been they've been pushing, and they they just launched a new initiative. It is education, like they want to make parents aware of ratings and aware of in, in-app purchases and stuff like that. Again, it's it's for selfish reasons. They want to keep government and out of, people out of our business. But every so, medium know? has done this. Every yeah, medium has yeah. self-regulated, other than guns. Uh, but but <laughs> if that's a medium. But uh, yeah, every every artistic medium has that, done that. That is the <laughs> elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this whole video game meeting with Trump and stuff is it's about guns, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's every it's we're gonna talk about and blame everything except the real issue. Yeah. Let's, mm-hmm. So 
Guns are an appliance. Look, <laughs> you're saying people with mental health issues shouldn't have access to a flying dragon. <laughs> Never. So, um, kind of wrapping up the news, let's. You want you guys want to talk about a few rumors? Sure. Okay. So there have been some pretty cool rumors lately. Uh, the first, probably, I'd say fairly believable. Uh, Battlefield Five mm-hmm. is going to World War Two. Nobody's ever done that. What? And I mean, Call of Duty just did it last year. Yeah, so yeah. they did confirm though. This is getting confusing. So Battlefield 1, which went back to World War 1, was called Battlefield 1, the number mm-hmm. 1. This will be called Battlefield V5. V5. V, v I mean V. Mm-hmm. You know, as, yeah, in, as in the Roman numeral 5. It's pronounced V for Venom Snake, <laughs> not 5. It's, it's weird. So there's, Battlefield... there's been a Battlefield 2. That's yes. the second game. There's yes. a Battlefield 1. Or, unless you count Battlefield Vietnam, the second game. Hmm. This is very confusing. 19, yeah. I would have so said Battlefield 1942. Battlefield Vietnam. Battlefield... 2142. 2142. Battlefield yeah. 4. Yeah, Battlefield 1943. Hard Ops. Oh, well... I forgot the name. If you count the cop one... Uh, yeah, hardline, 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 thank you. Hardline, but then there was the, the two, the Broy game, where like there was actual characters. Um, oh, Bad Company, Bad Company, that's uh, the one. one and two. There's two of those. So, so you're telling me that eleventh game will be Battlefield Five? It's a bit like yes. Assassin's Creed. It's a bit like AC. They haven't officially or thrown that, more thrown like that Tony five Hawk. on anything, right? Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, this one is going to be Battlefield Five, and it's going to World War Two. So. We're just all screwed up with the numbering here. But that was supposed to be my quick, uh, my quick rumor. Here's it's, another it's just, rumor. It's just like 1998 again. We got World War II games. Gary Oldman's winning an Oscar for a World War II movie. <laughs> Tell me when Battlefield goes back to the Napoleonic era. I want to play as a Zwab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it might be like 98 again, but it's more like 2008 with this rumor. How would you guys like to play Diablo 3? On your Nintendo Switch. Sure. Why not, right? I played it on everything else. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, and, and with the stuff they've done with the console versions of that game, they have those, oh, what do they call them? The, the, they're kind of procedurally generated dungeons. Um, but, so they have like quicker play session stuff hmm. that, that you just kind of, you meant to go in, loot some cool stuff, and then get out. So hmm. that, I think, yeah, that's always I think fun. it would work. You know, why not? You know, yeah. same, same it's way. worked on consoles already. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And why not give it to Switch? You Only know? if they officially pronounce it Diablo. <laughs> Diablo. I say Diablo. I have yes. worked with people. Diablo who say is correct. Di- well, if you speak Spanish like Michael and I, mm-hmm. well, I sort of do. But Michael you probably speak it better than I do. Oh, so, so yes, it's Diablo, which means devil, Diablo. right? But I have sp- I have spoken to people who work at Blizzard, mm-hmm. who say Diablo. I've asked people <laughs> at Blizzard. I say, <laughs> how do you pronounce it? That to me, that's like saying. Ubisoft instead of Ubisoft, which I know Eve is on record saying yes. either is correct. It is not correct. It's like fucking GIF versus it's GIF. Ubiquitous, ubiquitous software. software. So Ubisoft is correct, technically. Mm-hmm. In this case, Diablo is correct. If you say Diablo, I'm sorry, you're saying it wrong. That's like people in California where they, they pronounce city names like the, all the Spanish names, like English pronunciations, yeah, which like happens a lot Los around Gattis. here. Yes, Los Gattis. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, my favorite is, is out there in the... Um, Near the Disney Museum is uh, Pena Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not pronouncing that accent right. We're we're in Pena Street City. Pena Street. Actually, so there was there was a street near where I grew up that that was called um, Via del Pito. Mm-hmm. Which do you know what what the slang term for what, what that means in slang? Roughly, yes. It, it means the, the way of the dick. <laughs> That's yep. the street yep. name. Was yep. the Pito way of the is dick. dick? Uh, it's like a slang for, yeah. for dick. 
So, so like, if you say, oh, you, that's going to confuse people. the hell out of people in England. <laughs> He's a total pedo. <laughs> Do you mean a phallus? No, I mean a child molester. I'm, I'm oh, they say pedo. 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 I don't know. The, we're offending the shit out of all our English listeners. I'm sorry. I haven't seen any Doctor Who in a while. I don't know what your, your society contributes to anything. It's anyway, <laughs> as Michael would say. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Uh, the next rumor, the last rumor, and this one goes out to our good friend Anne. Mm. The rumor is a certain character from a certain RPG series might be appearing in Soul Calibur VI. A certain carrier with a fine derriere. Ah, uh, yes. Oh. Who's Geralt. regularly seen spreading his legs in tubs <laughs> of water. Geralt of Rivia may or may not be coming to Soul Calibur VI. So here's what happened. There is an official reveal... From the CD Projekt Red account mm -hmm. that, well, it was sort of saying, hey, can you imagine if Geralt was to appear in another series this year, what would it be? And they were kind of posing the question to people. Cyberpunk 2049. <laughs> that is That is closed down. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. No, but at, all signs point to Soul Calibur. And I think it's a good fit. If you think of the sword fighting, you think of kind of uh, the combat mm -hmm. from Witcher 3, I could easily see him at Soul Calibur series has a long tradition at this point of having cameo appearances. They had fucking Yoda in the Soul Calibur game, wow. right? Mm -hmm. yep. So if you can have Yoda, you can have Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. Uh, you gotta be you gotta be molested in by Voldo though. It's a horrible mm. process. Mm. That I wouldn't wish on anybody. Mm. He's just gonna rub himself on you, it's fine. Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> Most of his attacks come from his pelvis. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And that's real. That's true. That, that is true. Mm -hmm. At this point now I am slash picking Geralt with Ivy and mm. I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> it seems pretty obvious. I think the, the end's just going to be him fucking everyone, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Clearly. Absolutely. That's how he settles all, all conflicts. Well, moving on to the community segment, which is always just segmenting our community. Uh, last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was uh, what's a game that you play to chill out? Or what's your favorite chill game to play? Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, do you have an answer for that? Yeah, yeah. So at first... I immediately go to, and a lot. I saw a lot of people have this answer. It's Animal Crossing, which is ah. that's my boring an answer. So I will take it, the most Animal Crossing light game. And my real answer at this point, it is overtaken Animal Crossing for me. Stardew Valley is uh, the perfect relaxation answer. game. Yes. Yeah, yeah it came up a lot. It's not just the fact that it's relaxing when you play, because it is. It's the music is it relaxing. Is. It's that popping noise when you gather oh, your yeah. crops. Oh, there's something about just the micro award. <laughs> it is. It is Pavlovian. In my response, I love it, but it's mm -hmm. also very relaxing. You can chill. You can take things at your own pace. You don't need to do the cavern, the, the spelunking and fighting if you don't want to. It's the perfect game if you're just, hey, I want a palate cleanser before I go to bed and kind of go and think of nice things and think of just, you know, good vibes. Stardew Valley is it. Absolutely. And it's on Switch I, and it's 15 bucks or something. Well, Please I, buy I it. Read the first responder because a new one I wanted to add to it. Um, Laser Time Rules said... Uh, the chill-out game is a classic. Tetris. Ah, Doesn't yes. matter which variation. GB, Mobile, DS, 3DS, Switch, etc. It's just a game I go to to just relax. It's a great one for that uh, because you can just kind of... Like, you you are... I, I remember, like, in the 90s, I mm -hmm. think Wired published something about, like, there was a study done on people's brains while they played Tetris. Mm -hmm. And it's like, in the early stages... Like there are parts of their brains that are lighting up like crazy. Like every like it's it's really about like engaging yourself and trying to, to move these pieces into place. And then after a certain point, 
like a lot of that just shuts down. People just start to relax, and it becomes second nature to yeah. slot these things into. And it's like, yeah, you can. It's great for just kind of zoning out. Honestly, yeah. it's it's great when uh, here's a TV show I don't want to pay full attention to. Mm-hmm. I, I found a new one too. Have you seen the new mobile puzzle puzzle fighter game? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not overburdened with freemium options. You can play online endlessly. Mm-hmm. There's just and, but I'm the type of mobile game player like. There's daily rewards. I'll do that. I'll shut it down and go about my way. And it's like, it's fucking perfect. It's Puzzle Fighter to a T. And there's crazy fucking... It's good. Made it's by good. the Dead Rising studio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, really, it's, it's it's just like, it's the... I haven't seen a mobile game that's free with... It's so unobtrusive with its freemium options. It's like, a great game, too. Puzzle Fighter. Yeah, Puzzle really Fighter's good. a fucking classic. Yeah. yeah. Really sure. goddamn good. Facebook community user Jason Cromer, who, by the way, thank you, Jason. Every week you have been Jason. posting and responding. <laughs> yes, yeah, son. Ah, You've been posting and responding to the Jason. question of the week. So, uh, question of the week answer Animal Crossing is the most relaxing game ever. If you need money, just pick some fruit or fish for an hour and you're set. My villagers are also much nicer than most people I know in real life, despite their tendency to send me on menial errands and Quilson the Duck awkwardly flirting with my wife and periodically sending me women's clothing as a gift. Hey, it's his thing. It's his fetish. Don't yeah. don't kink shame Quilson. Quilson has some issues with social skills, but I love him anyway. If not Animal Crossing, then Tetris. We just mentioned both of these games. I can zone out on Tetris or Puzzle League. Well, thank mm. you, Jason. Uh, Raven Mob said, Lately, my go-to chill-out game is SteamWorld Dig 2 on huh. Switch. Dave Rudden is happy for you. So I can chill out uh, wherever and whenever I want. Uh, it's just a really solid gameplay loop of loot and reward and a little bit of risk of losing your loot before you can make it, making it back to town. I had the music stuck in my head while reading Annihilation, the novel that the recent movie is roughly based on, uh, with that present uh, compulsion to explore downward. Nice. I wish I'd played this more. It reminds Mm -hmm. me of Boulder Dash, which I loved as a kid. Mm. Uh, Norsu Champ says, Pilot Wings as a series has always been my personal choice. I wish there were more of them. Yeah, if Mm -hmm. only. Whenever I want to take a breather and just relax. Soothing soundtracks and gameplay that does not push the player to the limits, but instead keeps the player still on his toes with a score-slash-metal system that reminds the player that even though you're flying across the cloudy seas and green hills, you're still playing a goddamn video game. Goddamn video game! Facebook community member Joe Hodgson says, I think I'd have to say Super Mario World. Not because it's designed to be a relaxing game, mm-hmm. just that I've played it so much my brain is on I'm, automatic when I'm I play right. it. Watch our stream of like, I hadn't played it in like five years and like, yeah. I just fell into, I know everything. That's why I read this comment is, I that is a great point, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. There are so many games. So anyway, he goes on, it's, it's his brain's on automatic. He just has a good time by default. I agree with you. There's so many games that you just know them so well, they become relaxing because it's just like you're in the, you're in a zone. You're in, in the trance. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Frankly Man says Dynasty Warriors. Sometimes you want action, but not linear, heavily scripted, or complex combo-based action. Totally with you, man. No. Instead, if you greatly lower the difficulty, you get the opposite. A free run around the battlefield, plowing through whole armies in an over-the-top camp spectacle that requires little effort. Just sit back and enjoy the crazy ride. It's oddly relaxing. Can you you kick that music on for you? Because I wanted to do this for... uh... Uh, Sure. Uh, new user Michael Don't Read This uh, <laughs> says okay. my favorite game to play when I want to chill out is Animal Crossing for GameCube uh, there's just something so unique about the feel of the original Animal Crossing that I can always just return to it and check out my town 
The music is also the most nostalgic for me and reminds me of the simple days when I had no real-world real responsibilities. Uh, and that rainy day theme, top-notch classic. Beautiful. So I, I actually have two little quick stories about mm. Animal Crossing music. Number one, I played the Wii version so much that my roommates at the time had to tell me to stop playing with the volume so loud because it was keeping them up at night wow. because it was it was earworming into their head. Ugh. And speaking of that... You caught like 40 bucks last <laughs> night. This is why I always play with headphones. Yes. So that music is an earworm. There is a website um, that exists that Google search away mm. that... It is a real-time Animal Crossing music channel that basically, depending on the time of day it is, oh, it wow. will play you, as you know, the music in Animal Crossing changes depending on the hour of the day. And mm-hmm. weather. So it plays the songs for that time of day, and you wow. can even set it, if it's a rainy day, it will play you the rainy day music. If it's holidays, oh, wow. you can set it for all of these things. There's nothing greater than putting that on, opening up in a tab, in the background at work, and it's like you're living out Animal Crossing. Nice, except you're at work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which uh, Animal Crossing is basically a joke. Uh, DC Jackson says, The game that I play to relax is Electroplankton, the interactive music game for the DS developed by Indie Zero. I remember picking the game up at an outdoor swap meet <laughs> and falling in love with its overall quirkiness and innovation. If Nintendo had added to the game a bit, it could have been something truly magical. Unfortunately, the only thing most people know about it is that weird leaf level in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. That's weird. Still, it's a remarkable title. The, the main thing I remember about it mm-hmm. is Brett reviewing it and saying, this game doesn't have a save system, so you, you create these music things and you can't save them. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Goddamn, goddamn, was it DS? GBA? D- DS. DS. Uh, and Loki Gamer said, open world game... Then, he was the only guy who said open world games. Tons of people said oh, yeah. Stardew Valley and, and things that I was expecting, but open world games or games with quickly achievable tasks. Most recently, this can be summed up in uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. In Zelda, you could wander around the world and pick up the story whenever you feel like it because the story is uh, so small and you can rewatch cutscenes at any point for a refresher or don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, it's relaxing just to explore. With Mario, it's the opposite. Quick and easy moon retrieval for just a few minutes to remind you that you can play video games mm-hmm. and still get everything done on your to-do list. Uh, yeah, those those are... I, I don't know, like... I. I don't know, like, I, I, I didn't... I never got mad at Zelda or Mario, ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some some games when I die repeatedly... Maybe like, old God games, damn it. yeah. God damn it. Angry. No, not even old games! Like, I just played, like... Uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon. Oh, yeah? And I, I'm fucking getting infuriated. Well, I'm trying to beat a time here. and like it, That it, game is meant to frustrate it you is, well. It is. It is. But it's like, it is also bite-sized digest- digestible chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's so linear, it gets you frustrated. Because I just have to start over. Where Mario, you're not really starting over. There's there's never really like a beginning point you get yes. sent to. I think it was or our Zelda. friend Bob Mackey who pointed out on Twitter, um, if Nintendo has learned anything this past year, the lessons in both Zelda and Mario is in micro-awards, where basically mm. there's a bunch of little goals to accomplish yeah. that you just feel like you've gotten a lot done, mm. and they, they reward you. So in Zelda, it might be, I found a new area, I found a new shrine, you something can, like this. Like if, if you're thinking, Korok seed. Yeah, if, if you're thinking seed, meditation, yeah. you're just like, <sighs> that part is over. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, mm. I do have to admit, as I've gotten older, uh, I've had to play games late at night. I have fallen asleep while playing Zelda and had my Switch crash on my face while I was laying down playing Zelda. It oh, happens. Yeah. It happens. I do that with my phone all the time, reading bad <laughs> Oh, and, uh, absolutely. All of a sudden, like, slap. Bonk. Or, like, <laughs> you followed this fascist that was retweeting. <laughs> <laughs> no! 
no! no! <laughs> and then Diana, you basically she's hitting you over the head with your phone, like stop falling asleep with yeah, your phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised iPad hasn't paid more dental bills. Because when like oh. you fall asleep for a second, that shit comes down like, oh, a, yeah. fuck, like a like a fucking medieval door. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! Because by the way, there's no way that glass is breaking when that happens. <laughs> yeah. The glass breaks when you drop it from two inches off the ground oh, when yeah. you don't think it's going to crack. That's when it breaks. Absolutely. Uh, we've got some video responses this week. First one is from West Green, Jerry Holt, and Corey Noob. What? Dude, we never should have signed up for this island thing. Like, I- I'm so stressed here. I don't. I just want to get off this island. What are you going to do when you get off the island? You know, I think I'm just going to play some chill video games. Like like a game specifically to chill to. Hmm. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, you know, I'm thinking uh, maybe maybe Tetris Attack. I, I, that game, I can play that game for hours and just relax. And just all the blocks coming up and matching three and all that good stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I totally feel you, dude. Like, I'm thinking maybe I'm just going to get a bottle of bourbon and, uh, you know, just chill out with some FTL. Just, you know, sit down three, four hours, just some drinks and some FTL. Maybe pop in an old JRPG, something I'm super comfortable with, and I can just zone out while I play it. And, you know, it's like hey, comfort guys. food, kind of. Hey, hey, guys. Yeah. What do you think about yeah, Silent, Hill? Silent Hill 2? I mean, it's a pretty good game, but, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it's something I would listen it's, to it's or play, play, to, play to relax. It's relaxing. Okay. Wait, it's wait. It's relaxing. Who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> ah. Wow. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> the Silent Hill dog. Uh, 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 one of the greatest video game songs ever. That is an amazing uh, PUBG machinima. It, that's and, uh, that's a will... video made in PUBG. We will have that on uh, the the website yeah. at vidjagameapocalypse.com, episode two fifty five. So yes, look yes. for it there. Uh, we also have we also have one from Red Rock nine six three. My go to answer used to be Harvest Moon because you know nothing's more relaxing than running around on your farm, growing crops, and milking cows and shit. But then that answer kind of changed to Stardew Valley because well, Stardew Valley. Uh, pretty much improved on Harvest Moon in every single way, shape, <laughs> and form. Uh, and that's what I like to do when I don't feel like killing monsters or if I've had a really shitty day at work and just want to relax. That I can never strive for the zen relaxation of that guy right there. Her cat's that laying one happy yeah, kitty on, on her lap. lap. Her too. Okay, anyway, a couple cats on our lap. Have a good week. I uh, always look forward to you guys' podcasts oh, and thank your interesting you. discussion. And hope you have an excellent week, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Yay. Thanks, Red Rock. Thank you, Red Rock. Agreed. Thank you. Stardew Valley. Excellent relaxation. And Cody the Cajun Crippler said... Hey, VGAs. Cajun Crippler, Cody Laveau here. Hanging out in the video game room with Cersei the Hedgehog. <laughs> and the video game that relaxes me the most is Banjo-Kazooie. I'm playing it from... Huh. About uh, 20 years, at least two or three times a year. Anytime oh. I'm stressed out, I can just pop the thing into Xbox Live or on my old N64, which is right up there. You can see it. Oh, there it is. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of chill out. I know exactly where everything is. I don't get stressed out. And it's nice. Just kind of, it's it's video game comfort food, right? Isn't that cool? That's a Whataburger. Whataburger oh. number. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's something that I know that I can beat without very much stress, and uh, the world's really pretty. There's tons of cute animals, much like uh, this pretty lady here, and uh, yeah, 
It's, it's really, really relaxing. So I'll catch you guys next week. Later, uh, Chris and Michael and Matty J and that fourth guest. Could we'll see you guys that. around later. <laughs> Close Almost enough. had it. Close Almost enough. had it. So he, that's like his own person. Like Christopher Lee, the mm-hmm. actor, would read Lord of the Rings a couple mm-hmm. times a year. That's that's so Cody reads or he plays Banjo Kazooie. He must like collecting yeah. stuff. But have you have you loaded it up recently? Um, uh, confession. I've only played one of those games in the rare replay, and it was yeah. Nuts and Bolts. It, it's it's really hard for me. Like, and I'm not what you'd consider a Banjo Kazooie fan. When it, the Microsoft re-release came out, I'm like, this is really pleasant. Mm-hmm. Every game you get in a fucking box and load the disc in, like story, story, lore, lore, learn, 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 and Banjo Kazooie's like. Boom! You kind of instantly start that game, and you start playing it like very fucking fast. Okay, and you can discover all this crazy shit in it. I'm just, I'm singing its praises. I'm not a big a fan as, as Cody is, but I, I remember it's the only time Brett and I organically high fived in the audience or in, in the office when like, did you play Banjo Kazooie? I'm like, yes! Oh my god! It was so <laughs> much fun. It was so much fun. And of course, Mario 64 is the real N64 3D game, but Banjo Kazooie deserves some love. Uh, Absolutely. Tranquil Bez is, uh, has this to say, and he's doing his best not to laugh. I okay. don't, I don't know what's going on. His chill game. It's Rock Band, the Rock Band series. Um, <laughs> I'm like from Fallon. I'm not Jimmy. Not Jimmy Fallon. I'm not Jimmy Fallon. Um, <laughs> uh, Man, I have to do this so shit. many times a day. The reason why I love the Rock Band series, it's just, it's to me, it's the racist peanut butter cup of video games. The racist. Um, the racist. Put, I, I love that music. Too. Love video games. God, I'm not the only one. Bam. The Rock Band series. I'm um, currently playing four, as I always do, because that's the new one, and I'll go back and play Blitz occasionally. But it's. Like, I, I love the series, and I know people shit on it a lot because it's like, ah, oh, the plastic craze of the late 2000s, and it's all dead. I don't know why they're even trying, but you know what? They're pretty putting out some pretty good stuff, and. Harmonics have insisted on putting out supporting the game until the next console generation. So we're getting consistent DLC a week. Not a lot of DLC, but it's consistent from a week to week basis. Um, like last week we got um, Imagine Dragons and the Spin Doctors, which is not again not the best example. I think we just have had Depeche Mode and Natalie and Brulia. Um <laughs> not uh, who I think it was sorry. Rock Band um, Natalie and Bruglia Nine Days like some great stuff some really great stuff so I'll talk to you guys next time uh, enjoy America <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best I love you Tranquil Ben oh my god that was great um, and we also have one from Nick. by the way who's mm-hmm. shitting on Rock Band yeah. what is this boy's name yeah uh <laughs> Every time, like we go, to, you go to PAX or like Folsom Street Foundry down here, which is one giant thing. New video games are there. Street Fighter tournaments, Smash Brothers. Like, there's a giant rock band presence in a, a waiting list. It's it's super wow. fun to still play. It yes, is never yes. not fun. It was yeah. Just, they it just were over- got to the point where like eh, yeah, I've done this now. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's one of those things. And I think I told that story. I let my my girlfriend borrow it to bring to her office party two years ago. It fucking killed. Really? Like, yes. Yeah, like, it's so easy to learn and understand that, like, the whole office couldn't get enough of it. And I'm like, yeah, well, great, I have a billion 
They have like $400,000 of DLC. It's almost like middle-aged people with office jobs want to pretend they were living their dream of being a rock star. It's so weird. And they don't want to, I'm not a pathetic person, I'm not going to buy those plastic instruments, but if it shows up, like, it's a fucking crowd pleaser every Mm -hmm. time to this day. Yes. To this day. Um, But Nick, what do we have? Nick Rocky Castro. Nick Rocky Castro says, Put it quite frankly, it's, no, it's not Dragon Ball Fighters at all. This game, if anything, stresses me the hell out. So follow me. Oh, we gotta follow. So when you guys asked the question of the week, it took me a while to kind of figure out what exactly I play to just decompress. And as you guys can see, to my right and to my left, I've got a lot of games to pick from. And I've got around 15 consoles worth of games, you know, because I have like around 15 consoles or so. And it really came down to what game just lets me kind of roam around, do whatever I want, live vicariously through another character in a stress-free environment. Because as you guys know, I have a pretty stressful job. Um, you guys see me before remodeling apartments. You guys know I work out. So obviously, for a good part of my day, I'm just under a lot of physical stress. Uh, as well as I have two kids and a wife that also need my attention. How do you have time so for 15 consoles? <laughs> decompress, take a load off, then play, my personal opinion, the best game that came out for the Nintendo Switch last year. And that is Super Mario Odyssey. It's Mario. So, nice. If you guys don't mind, it's time for me to decompress, relax, and collect some moons. Look at Mario. He's so stress-free. Alright, guys. See you later. It is one of those games... It's got a bird sitting on its nose, and that is disgusting and against nature. <laughs> it's one of those games I, I regret having finished. Like, why did I need to obliterate this game and abandon every opportunity? I need to go back and get the 500 moons. I haven't done that yet. By nine, the way, nine, that, nine, was, nine, baby. that was our VGA emasculation moment of the week, because that dude is ripped, yeah. and he is making me feel guilty about not being so big. So thanks for that. Thanks, Nick. He's ripped. He goes to the gym, and he's got 15 consoles. Good lord. Um, we also have he's Mike, got two kids. Mike Amari, who says this. Honestly, there's a lot to pick from, but for me, I keep going back to the classic NES, SNES game, uh, Act Razor. There's just something about the top-down view, the chubby little chair with the little butt flying around, and that uh, overall music in the god sections of that game. Uh, it's very laid back, and I've played it so much, honestly, <laughs> that really there's uh, not much I don't know about that game. So listening to that great soundtrack and just really kind of laying into the personal stories of the people who I'm overseeing as the god really does kind of chill me out. So that's really my go-to game whenever I want to relax. I also want to give a quick shout-out to my uh, wife. Uh, when this airs on the Friday, uh, Friday the, <clears throat> the 9th of March, it will be our 10th wedding anniversary. Congratulations, so you guys Mike. Know, that is awesome. Uh, giving a shout-out to my wife. We've been married 10 years. And uh, I understand you guys have eHarmony as... as uh, one of your sponsors, that is where we met. So if you guys want us to record a uh, testimonial or something, I'm all for it. Huh. Uh, thanks again, guys, for checking in with me, and I'll check in with you guys again next week. I, I would, Mike, but this is a terrible place to, to say it, but your wife and I are in love. Like, <laughs> we, we have been for some time. I have no, did you I, meet through eHarmony, though? We did. eHarmony, we bringing did. Co- no, no. couples together. No, I don't want to have to say that again. Hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry, What Mike, is their actual great. slogan? Um, eHarmony. Uh, there's got to be a place for only whites. And like, <laughs> like shell, shell. <laughs> <laughs> the buzz part of it, though. 
Uh, I'm guessing they're not actually a sponsor. <laughs> not on this show, but they have definitely done a sponsorship with them. Uh, track me down. I deserve it. Um, As always, folks, um, go watch Mike's videos. His production value yeah, puts, puts yeah, us yeah, to yeah, shame. Yeah. It, he had so many uh, pictures of the dude throughout that video. That's yeah, why you heard he us did. laughing. The, the, uh, it is the 20th yeah, anniversary of the Big Lebowski. Third, 2010, we did, that was on the last episode, and like nobody has an unkind word to say about this this movie like the big lebowski is perfect well that's just like your opinion man yeah i know i know i have one (laughs) unkind word to say about it and Mm -hmm. that is uh sucks no uh the first time (laughs) i saw it well i I just had to do one word so (laughs) the first time i saw it i i didn't really understand it i I didn't like it uh the second time i saw it it was amazing and it is now just a movie i can like oh that's on shit yeah i'll sit down there's there's not a lot of i'll just watch this scene sure Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of movies i can think of that like if you haven't watched it twice, you haven't watched it because, like, it's yeah. really fun. Uh, I would say this Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, mm-hmm. um, but twice there are a few more. Yes, and, and, and Vince Vaughn it doesn't click until the second time. I've heard that about Jabberwocky, but I I no, couldn't I watch that shit a second time. Vince Vaughn and John Favreau's Made, yeah, Made like, is great. Once Maid you realize that there's the end game is not going to be what you think it is. It's just this funny thing of two people fucking Made up is, constantly. It's sort of the unofficial sequel to Swingers too. It was like yes. they were kind of. I mean, it's I, not, love, I love the movie, but like it's really good on the second watch when you know they're not going to be murdered for being idiots. Right. It's really really. But fun. Big Lebowski, yeah, one of those movies. Every time I watch it, mm-hmm. I pick out a new line. Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite, the first times I caught it, he, the, the dude's dunking his head in the toilet, <laughs> and he's and he's like, "Where is it, Lebowski?" And he goes, and he, he, he goes, "I don't know, man. Let me go look one more time." <laughs> and he puts his head back in the toilet, just like stupid. Every time you watch it, there's just the delivery is perfect. It's perfect. But Mike, by the way, congratulations, ten years. That's a huge milestone. Folks, wow, go watch yeah, the video. Uh, he always does a great job. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Together. And last but not least, Terp, uh, True Hoax, great yeah. name for me. Absolutely Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love popping onto a server, wandering around, seeing all the creative things people have been doing, listening to the chill music, and then I just get in the zone, place a whole bunch of blocks, and eventually, I'll, in this situation, I'll end up with an amusement park. See you guys later. <laughs> That's, That's really cool. Rainbow Road with a DK barrel. So Minecraft is one of those games, as a dude in the industry, we talk about... So it, the kids who grew up with Minecraft... What are they going to play so next? Weird to say. Yeah. Kids that grew up, but with it's Minecraft. but it's, it's been true, a while. right? Yeah. It's but it's true, and it, the big question is always like, what's the next their next game? Like, what mm. do they? What do you move from Minecraft into? Because kids are still playing it. It's still sort of like many kids' introduction to video games at this mm-hmm. point, you know. And so then the question becomes like, what kinds of games are those kids into? I would say the three of us probably grew up on Mario, like Mario mm-hmm. or. I mean, for me, I, I played a lot. No, never mm-hmm. Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a lot of Atari games and stuff growing up. But the first <laughs> big, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. The first big game that I can you know really remember as yeah, this is this is what video games should be was Mario, right? And so, mm-hmm. kind of our gold standard is platformers. Yeah, their gold standard are these. Open crafting world. survival yeah. open world games yeah. it's a totally different thing and that's the thing i don't know that you ever need a follow-up to minecraft minecraft is sort yeah. of a platform for experiences that are completely different every time you play that's yeah. right it's, it's like right. the ultimate live game jesus christ mm-hmm. uh, but new question of the week i thought it'd be interesting to sure. ask uh we didn't mention it in the news but playstation plus has announced that it will stop supporting Vita and PS3. Yeah. Yes. In a year. In a year. So by this time next year, no more free PS3 games for you. But they padded the news. Is that surprising anybody, really? Really, yeah. But they padded the news 
with an announcement of one of the best PlayStation 4 games uh, yes. ever yeah. is a plus game this but week. Not, that was had to have been Not just that. I think someone internally like, this is going to be the biggest year week of, uh, month of PS Plus that yeah. we have. And it's also Ratchet and Clank, which is like... Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Well, I didn't say the first one. It's Bloodborne. It's Bloodborne. Bloodborne is free this month and Ratchet and Bloodborne, Clank. which you have to get if you have a PS4. Bloodborne is like top five PS4 exclusives. Like yeah. you, you have to own this. It game. is it is the best console exclusive. Yes. Period. It's it's fantastic. Bloodborne is amazing. Uh and Ratchet and Clank is also the perfect PS plus game. As in like I know I know you over- overlooked this and uh-huh. I know why. And you, you but probably now, weren't gonna spend money on it. And but... now you get to play it. And like and the question of the week I wanted to ask was like what game did you discover via PS plus? Mm. Or 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 I guess we could say Xbox Live uh, Gold. Yeah, games with gold. Games with gold. Because, like, I just played through Trials of the Blood Dragon, not because, like, I've never thought about it, but it was there, and I just finished the whole thing in one sitting. I was going to say, Steam doesn't have something similar, but Origin does have on the house, so I'm going to say that's that's valid, too. They do, but, like, but they're... You will will find things... Steam has free games now, too. Does it? Every once in a while, they give it out. Humble... Humble does it now. Oh, You've wow. heard me pimp this before on Twitch. If you're a Twitch Prime yeah. member, you can get free games. All of them now. GOG will occasionally do it. So every platform has a free thing like about once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just aren't taking advantage of those, you're just wait- yeah, you really you're should. wasting money at that point. You really sort of. should. But it, it's also like it's a perfect time to check out something you think isn't in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Like a genre you don't like. Yeah. Uh, and, and my biggest one is, is I think one of the biggest coups PlayStation ever did was Rocket League because Rocket yeah. League didn't yeah. just oh, yes. debuting that is it a deb- game it debuted somebody at Sony knew this had potential it had and out of the box you were playing with PC users and Xbox Live users mm-hmm. but they had it free a $20 game for free that is, we're still talking about two, two, three years later they're still they just released the DC superheroes yeah. platform so they're still supporting it two years later and I don't know that one of you would have said, like, Rocket League's really good, you should try it, that I would have done that. But because it was free, like, I'm a fan forever. It was an instant phenomenon, too, I yeah, remember. Yeah, it, it, I, I think it's part of it. I think I think it owes its success to PS Plus, Some whoever made that decision. Because yeah. I, I don't know of anything, any game that debuted on PS Plus and is still, we're still talking about My guess later. would happen, knowing, mm. so the history of that dev is they'd done a few games, and they'd done very similar games up mm. to that point. And it's one of those things. If you if you watch the industry over the years, you'll notice like devs will kind of practice a thing, mm-hmm. and then they'll hit with a second or third iteration of, of something. So we just talked about David Cage, mm-hmm. Indigo Prophecy is the second game from from him, and then Heavy Rain was the big third, right. big entry, right? So that's when he kind of perfected that formula. I would say is is, is Heavy Rain as opposed to Indigo Prophecy. So this studio um, was they had done similar car games and they had perfected the formula with Rocket League. So they were primed for it. Someone at PlayStation was a genius, recognized that, probably knew like, hey, without getting the word out there or some something, probably not a lot of people are going to hear about this game. This uh, my understanding is there's probably guaranteed money involved for the devs when you do when you do a PlayStation Plus game or something. It's probably like, hey, you know, you'll get something to to do it. That's my guess. Um, uh, yeah, and, I'm sure they get paid. Something, something yeah. right? And so for them, they were like, well, yeah, we know what our last game sold. So it was just the perfect storm of just the right circumstances coming together to create a phenomenon. And it's it's a perfect game in that anyone can play it. You don't have to worry about your kids playing that game, mm-hmm. right? It's um, Anyone can grasp the concept because like many traditional old school games, it kind of relies on easily understandable principles. It's soccer. 
right? Yeah. Like, like like there are like ten it's versions NBA of gym. soccer that it's, are real sports, right? It's NBA. Yeah, it's it's, it's like what, that's what Rocket League is at its core. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that. I love that about it. It's a great game. No, that that is a good call, Chris. So yeah. mine is something that um, I think people had talked about it, but I didn't get an exposure to it. So mine is Hotline Miami. Yeah, oh, shit. Totally. Uh, oh, so sorry, but no, Hotline Miami. The first time I played it, it just you know I, I downloaded it. I had no idea what it was, so I was going in completely blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started it up, and I was immediately like, "What the hell am I playing?" Like I I thought it was going to be more like a Retro City Rampage type of just like, oh, it's an eight bit graphics. When you hear Hotline Miami, mm-hmm. I was thinking it's going to be oh, it's like a GTA clone Rampage or something. I, I was not prepared for a murder sim. Yeah, with, oh, yeah. with a, this crazy kind of hitman serial killer plot or something. It was, but it was. I immediately knew. I'm like, wow, this is this is different than anything I've ever played. It was really cool. Um, and then only later did I discover like, oh yeah, I'm not the first guy to stumble upon this thing. That this has been a phenomenon for quite some time, and mm-hmm. and it, it was oh, yeah. it was pretty cool. And so I was, for me, I'm like, wow, that was. I'm really glad I got to play that. I never would have known otherwise. Yeah, Hotline Miami is also like it's so weird. Like the first time through, like this is so phenomenally ugly on every level, and mm. yet it's like it's so addictive. And now it's like yeah, it's like an old glove. Like yeah. this is very familiar, and it's almost a chill game for me. But I was going to say Hotline Miami also because I'd played it before mm-hmm. on uh, on Mac to review it and uh, when it was on a Mac and PC and then playing it on PS3 getting it for free showed me something that I had missed the first time huh. I played it which was that there's a lock on that I didn't realize was there and I played through the entire game thinking <laughs> wow. this game is hard as shit <laughs> and then realized like oh I can just lock on to dudes and like it's fucking still... throw my baseball bat at them like this makes shooting so much easier oh my god so it was like rediscovering it's the game it's still hard and probably that lock on that might have been a console exclusive feature because when you're using mouse and keyboard you can aim much that that scheme of kind of the top down aiming is much easier so I wonder if that was even on the PC version yeah it, I played the PC version of Plants vs. Zombies it is on the PC version. You click the mouse wheel. To oh, lock okay. there you go. But but when I got on the Vita, it's like, no, this makes much more sense. Yeah. Uh, this is a much more... I, I fell in love with Plants vs. Zombies uh, on, on the Vita. And, I, you know, we mentioned PS Plus because, like, the Vita has been the oddest console I think I've ever, I've ever lived to see. Mm. Like, it's not dead, but it hasn't been supported for fucking years. Several. We. It's a joke now. We kind of every time Sony has a press conference, mm-hmm. we wait and say, "Are they going to say the word?" They never Vita. do. They never they do. They never do. But they never have come out and officially said we are no longer supporting. But this I game check either. it every month for the plus games. And when that shit, when you first got, when I first got my Vita, I got the Assassin's Creed Liberation White Vita, which I I never played. You never Assassin's- played that game. No, because what like the PS Plus games when you loaded it up were Uncharted. Whatever the PS Vita mm-hmm. exclusive one, uh, Gravity Rush and like uh, Final Fantasy: The Lion War, the Tactics mm. remake, right? Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah, like yeah. these are the best portable games that exist. Period, and they're all free. <laughs> the system is the best, and like yeah. the Vita is so cool. And like I, I only, I don't travel as much anymore, so I don't play the Vita as much. Was Jean Dark ever on PlayStation Plus? Jean I guess Dark. that was a PSP game. J e a n n e. But uh, to me, to me, they're hand in hand. Yeah. I don't download every PS Plus game for PS4, definitely not PS3. Mm-hmm. But Vita was like, make sure I get that one. I might want that. 
on my trip. Oh shit, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. I didn't know I could oh, get yeah. that again. And like Yakuza 4 and 5 came yeah. out and like that's a great way to get them. And you would I think I would be a lot more disappointed with my Vita if not for PS Plus. It every month delivered free games on this beautiful little system that worked very well but wasn't supported very well. I never owned a Vita but I have countless Vita games associated with my account oh, yeah. just because of my PlayStation Plus membership. So And I don't know what that non-support means. Like does that mean you can download all those games on Vita? Any like does that mean I mean I think you'll you'll still have those games associated with your account for as hopefully. long as your account lasts. Hopefully. But Although eventually you, that's gonna be not those servers are gonna go down too. Like remember that at first uh instant game collection mm. was like it was a consistent uh, stack of games that get, they kept adding on to yeah. month by month, and then like they decided at what, at some point like, no, now you have to get them while they're available, yeah. or you don't get them at all. Oh, you missed it. Yeah. But what are what are your uh, PS Plus games or games with yeah. gold? And I'm sorry, I stole your entry, Michael. That's okay. And I, I don't know. <laughs> Depending on when we release this, maybe Nintendo will announce their online service at some point. So that might happen <laughs> in, in between recordings. No idea. But let us know what's your favorite PlayStation Plus instant game collection game. Or, or Xbox Game with Gold. Any free services. Yes, absolutely. Uh, go to uh, videogameapocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode 255. Alternately, you can hit us up on the uh, Facebook Laser Time community. Oh, answer yeah. there. Start a thread. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Great for video responses, by the way. And let us know your thoughts. So that's been our show. Uh, let's go with some plugs. What do you guys got cooking? Bonus Time is a patron-exclusive <laughs> uh, podcast. If you go to patreon.com slash laser time, and if you subscribe at the $5 a month or more level, mm -hmm. you get access to the exclusive podcast for patrons only that is a sort of behind-the-scenes slice of light slice of life look at what at, at laser time much laser less time organized than, than this for, if, you can, <laughs> if you can imagine it and last and next week I want to do something real special so so we kind of we kind of yeah. you know you get some insight into what's going on with the host you get to hear us tell stories if you listen this week you get to hear Chris and I completely predict have all the wrong predictions of the Oscars mm -hmm. um, we also completely we, we tell a lot of we get really we, we took tales of adulting this week, um, and so yeah, that that's that show is only available if you go to Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime and subscribe at the five dollar a month or more level. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, Laser Time this week, um, Matt wanted to talk about one of his heroes, uh, somebody he really looked up to, Harris Whittles. He's it's been three years since he passed. Really funny dude. If you haven't heard of him. I recommend still listening to the episode anyway. He's a really funny guy, and if you've never heard of him, um, it was a really, really nice way to celebrate someone who's recently passed, who not who maybe the whole world doesn't know about. I was a guy that didn't. I wouldn't have known. I'd heard the name. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to to point him out in a lineup or even know necessarily what his work was. But after listening to the episode, mm -hmm. I was familiar with so many of those things that you guys talked about and played in the I show it was like oh that was him that was him i don't know where he came from but like if you know parks and rec he's a big part of that and yeah, yeah um never whittled anything though very misleading nothing right. never even right. saw him with a knife once what an <laughs> asshole um also 30 20 10 this week uh guaranteed to be a blast 30 20 and 10 years uh we could talk about pop culture through that entire period of that week uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us patreon.com slash laser time is, is why is, is how we are capable of still doing any of this so thank you so much for your support absolutely and as always you can follow us on twitter at vg apocalypse or me personally at wiki thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next week
would love to be shooting more. Just, just uh, go down to the the Ghibli store and uh, use one of the luxury toilets there. What, they have luxury toilets. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bathroom experience. That, that you, you haven't heard? So you walk in the door to the Studio Ghibli pop up store, mm-hmm. and they hand you a flyer that says, "Check out our experiential bathrooms." And like, what the fuck is this? And so when you try to leave, they're like, oh, you need to check out the experiential bathrooms. Go go check it out. I'm like, okay. I'll... And you go back there and there's like six or seven bathrooms. And you go in and you find out this space in at this address is actually to give sales pitches for these Japanese toilets called Toto. Uh, yeah. Like, she's the butt or something. Yeah, the butt, butt squirters. But, so, yeah. but, it's, but it's not Toto, it's Totoro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. themed ones, right? Yes, and it's the Pompoko model. Like, you have to pull like, your balls over I, your head. I, but it's like, is this part of the store? Oh, no, this is a separate sales pitch no. they give you. Yeah. And and it's like, yeah, you're expected to sit and use the toilet while a little hologram talks you through the toilet's features. And uh, they have, like... Uh, projected displays on three walls in front of you. So, like, it, it's a pretty good way to take a dump, I guess. Yeah. You know what I did? A like? pretty good way to practice my no-face impression. Yeah. I didn't... Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't like the CG Miyazaki silently judging the size of my dick. That was, I thought, uncalled for. 